0: Welcome, welcome to another edition of the Skyline Season Preview Podcast. Unlike in past years, we are starting off telling you guys that we'll be splitting this into a two-night special. Tonight, we're starting with the West. Joining myself is longtime podcast member Trent Snyder, and we've got a newbie on the podcast tonight. Everyone welcome, Ben Diego. How's it going? Ben.
1: Honored to be here.
0: How does it feel to be on the Season Preview Podcast?
1: Uh, honored to represent the West and excited to get going.
0: I, uh, I was telling Trent, we wanted, we wanted a new voice. People have heard Dan, people have heard Tarlo, people have told some of these guys, but I wanted, I wanted a, a new guy on here.
1: Oh, they can't hear us.
0: Of course they can't, because why would they be able to? Ah, well, (laughs) that sounds about right. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> try talking now are Hello?
2: we are, are we are we still silent no
3: maybe sort of uh-oh that may have done it wait something
2: there we are, Ben. Hey, all right. Go. Hello? Okay, that's better. Uh, we're ben, good. how
0: does it feel to be on the podcast?
1: Feels great. Honored to be here, honored to be heard, ready to get going.
0: That was my fault. I had a wrong setting set in OBS. That's on me, not on Ben, not on Trent. That is on yours truly. So since we're starting in the West this year, just a little Shot at a mean can't let him have everything. We'll we'll get to him tomorrow. We're going to start in the West. We're going to have our West representative Ben with us. We'll have a new representative in the East tomorrow. We'll uh we'll wait on that for you guys. Uh you you guys won't know who that is until tomorrow. Um, but for now let's start in the East. Let's talk about the Colorado Rockies. They won the West last year. They were swept by those Blue Jays in four games. Not a Huge presence during those Blue Jays, won 118 games. But not, enough about the Padres. These Rockies won 105 games last year, led by Eric Tejeda, who had eight and a half war last year because he's really good at baseball. Orlando Encarnacion, also really good at baseball, had six war last year. Bruce Contras had five and a half. John Perez had 4.3. All of those guys are back, not to mention the pitching staff, which had Mike Baird at five and a half war, and Jeremy Ogles at five and a half war. Both of them also back. What do you guys see in the Colorado Rockies this year. Is anything changed, Kick? Looking at it, I'm not sure much did. They brought back Frank Vaughn, they brought back Tony Perez. I don't know if Tony, as uh, Aza or the former New York Yankees, is going to have an extended role. I think. Um, who is it? Uh, second baseman was going to be a combination of Jordan Ramirez and Oscar Grajeda. Um, but I don't think much changed. Roberto Alvarez is, of course, going to get some playing time, but pretty sure it's the same Rockies team last as the 105 games. If someone notices something different, please let us know, but from what I can tell, pretty much the same team.
1: Bit of a key loss, Jose Benia at second base. put up close to four-war last year, so Platoon you just mentioned, a little bit weaker there, I guess. Traded for Soto as well at the trade deadline, and obviously didn't bring him back, so a little bit less on the offense, but it is course, so. You know, platoon could definitely flip, fill in and, and be fine.
3: Yeah, it looks like they have. Uh, there's been a TJ Culling sighting in Coors Field, so he's a he's a rocky now. Um, but uh, it seems to me like Dan's already or Ben's already making himself useful here by remembering that uh, uh, Jose Bonilla was a part of this team last year. Uh, I was never I've never been a big Bonilla guy, but he stayed healthy pretty much last year for the Rockies and was uh, really productive. Uh, so it does look like there's a little bit of a change at second base. It'll be interesting if uh, Tony Eseguire, uh ends up doing other anything other than playing pretty good defense at second base here.
0: It looks like he's going to start the year in AAA. Um, okay. being, having Kanish abilities, I, I imported the, the Rockies' new team, which I'll be doing for, for most of these teams if they have a, a new import and just to get a better look at, at what these lines are going to be looking like. Steve Masner is going to be returning. He has, He's a true 70-power guy. Uh, split time between Pittsburgh and Colorado last year. He had five home runs and 90 plate appearances in Pittsburgh last year. You give him plate appearances, he's going to hit
3: 30, 35 home runs. Well, yeah, especially in Coors. And they still have Jordan Ramirez. Looks like he's penciled in maybe for shortstop now. So. I think I
0: think he's an everyday starter between second base and shortstop. And, of course, with Grahada, He's not going to stay healthy. So regardless, right. you know that, that Ramirez is going to get uh, playing time.
1: It looks like um, Ramirez is taking second base against righties with Grejeda at shortstop. Ramirez is shortstop against lefties with Roberto Alvarez at second base. I,
0: I'm, okay. so I'm, looking, I'm, I'm looking back at this trade that the Rockies made with the Yankees back in 2021. Ochoa and Sullivan for Joe Wood, who's now in Philadelphia. We'll talk about him tomorrow. Eric Tejeda, Craig Mears, Willie Benavides is now in Vegas. And Orlando Encarnacion, that deal has aged well for both teams. Orlando Encarnacion, each of the last three years, has led the West in hits, plate appearances, at-bats, and run scores. You want to talk about someone that's perfect for Colorado? That's Orlando Encarnacion.
3: Yeah, it's interesting. The only thing that he never did very well was was field at second base. And uh, Colorado doesn't care; they just play him at first base. He's their leadoff hitter and first baseman. It's sort of a Zen thing to have your leadoff hitter be your first baseman, but it was.
0: Right, he, he's definitely not a prototypical first baseman. Only thirty-five home run power. Although the last two years, he's hit a combined thirty-three home runs. Um, I'm sure playing at Coors helps. But I mean, he's been someone that, that's looked really good in Coors to go along with the other acquisition, Eric Tejeda. Yeah, well, uh, and I
1: think the oh, go,
3: go ahead. Go ahead, go
1: ahead, Ben. Oh sure. Um, I, I think the the worst part worst part about Tejeda's defense is kind of mass with his team now. you will at what he did, and he's got uh he's playing defensive matchups all over the place, playing Ramirez at second base against lefties, and with that pitching staff, I feel like it's just gonna do well for him. And those guys can any of those guys can hit well, at course. And so half of his games right there, he's got a pretty good setup, I think.
3: Either of you know where Tejeda ranks on the uh, top player ratings? I would guess top three. How many how many guys you want before you want Eric Tejada? Are there oh, Alex, even,
4: I are would there definitely take five?
3: I mean, Alex Rivera for sure. I, I would I've said before
0: in, in trade block right. I would do whatever Amin wants me to do in any situation for Alex Rivera.
4: Right.
0: Um but after him there are a whole bunch of guys, Perdomo's got injury issues. Um I mean that, that, that that's the three I'd want Tejada, Perdomo, Rivera.
1: Maybe Sandoval. Yeah, I know he can't be, field, but he can hit both ways.
3: Yeah, I do like Sandoval. I would take Tejeda, I think, before I took uh, Perdomo, but that's just a personal thing. It's not like, you know, you're you're trying to split hairs here. But, uh, I mean, but this is a guy in Tejeda who's averaged eight war his first three seasons. There are not a lot of guys in, in Sky history that can say that. Um, there were the great, you know, three 11 war seasons that were... Trujillo's his first three seasons in the sky. And then after that, it's Tejeda and uh, maybe do you want Ramon Sanchez? I mean, I'm just trying to throw out other names. Sanchez up there. I think Joe Sparrow's also up there. Yeah, maybe. Um, But yeah, I mean, there aren't a lot of guys you want before Tejeda. I'm not sure there's a lot to say about the Rockies. I always feel badly when there are these great, great teams that we don't have to say a lot about. But I hope Kiefer takes it as a compliment. There's not much to say about the Rockies because they're so good and not changed from last year. I mean, if you had a 105-win-whatever-it-was team from last year and, you know, only lost because the Blue Jays are ridiculous uh, in the finals, you'd bring back largely the same team, too. So I certainly don't blame Kiefer for, for trying it.
0: So I'm I'm going to do something I don't think I've ever done willingly before, but I'm going to give credence to something that Jangle has, Jangles has been on a soapbox for forever. Oh, no. I'm going to give credence to his Colorado batter war theory. Uh-oh. Because I'm not convinced that John Perez is a, is a five-war guy continually. Eric Hate is good, but the fact that he's, played, that he's had 600 plate appearances two of these last three years and is an eight-war guy bothers me. Orlando Encarnacion being a six-war guy these last two years bothers me. Contrasting being a five-war guy twice as a DH bothers me. As much as I hate to say this, Jangles may be onto something. Shoot me now.
1: Uh, yeah. You're talking positional war.
0: I'm yes. talking total war. Conscious last year as a DH only
2: five war. War is not park adjusted, as far as I know, for hitters. I
3: I do not have a good answer to that one. Um, I think what I would say in return is I would call out another person I don't like to agree with very often. And that is D rich. Um, D rich has a theory that guys like Encarnacion and even John Perez, to a lesser extent, these guys that are sort of reverse palindrome as we've been calling them for a while, because they have really good contact, not as great, not as great power numbers. So you would think that Coors hurts them. They actually are perfect Coors guys Mm -hmm. because the power is inflated a little bit by cores, and, of course, the contacts even more inflated. And so maybe that adds to it as well. I, I, I don't know what to think of war. I have never thought that war was this perfect thing that is, you know, wonderful but, and is without error. But, uh, but, I, but I do think that it is uh, the best we've got, and so that's why I use it a lot. So it's a imperfect uh, but best we've got tool. Uh, that we can use. Roberto Alvarez mentioned by Ben also now a, uh, a Rocky think he's going to play mostly against lefties.
0: Alvarez and John Perez know what they both have in common.
3: Used to be Phillies.
0: Used to be Phillies.
3: Yeah. There was one season where Roberto Alvarez was a Philly might've been two seasons and John Perez came over in the, do you know that trivia question? We'll put Ben on the spot. I believe it was Manuel Leon. Nope. John Perez went to Colorado in the Kihara deal.
0: I'm pretty sure Ooh.
3: Leon was in that deal. Oh, no, he was in that deal. You're right. It was all okay. one deal. So that was the Kihara deal. You the, can't the, forget
0: uh, OSA 60 potential Pedro Lopez also in that deal, 23 years old.
2: Where he's
3: at?
0: Triple A. It's hurt
3: right now, but worth mind. noting. Ooh, yeah. Trent, why do you trade? Yeah, this guy's nothing. I'm not exactly. I'm, you can pick on me about uh, about uh, John Perez if you want. I knew he was going to be awesome and traded him to Colorado anyway because we were going to make the playoffs. And when that happens in Philadelphia, unlike, you know, you idiots in, you know, lesser divisions like the Pacific where, you know, the playoffs happen all the time for California and San Diego and teams like that. But when the Phillies can make the playoffs, we go all in. And so we went all in and got Kihara, who actually played pretty, pretty well for the Phillies. I extended him. People picked on me. He, he largely lived up to the profile. He was really, really good in Philly. But, uh, but yeah, Pedro Lopez, I don't he's nothing special. Not exactly mourning his loss. But uh, John Perez, you yeah, know, he's a hell of a good player. Only plays against righties, but damn, he's really good. I don't know that there's a lot more to say about Colorado. I mean, is there any circumstance in which this team doesn't make the playoffs? I mean, I thought they were gonna finish second last year and I was very
0: wrong. Um, that was my bold prediction on the pod, is that the pod that was that the Rockies finished second and I was very wrong.
1: Yeah, this is a playoff team.
3: Yeah. How many games did the Rockies win last year? 105. hundred and five, yeah. I think that's probably about right. I mean, I'll have to look at the rest of the Central, but unless the Central got vastly improved. It did not. I sort of doubt. It did not. Uh, I think the Rockies, I might even be willing to take the over on the 105. I, mean, I don't this think I'll take the sum? over on the 105, but I would take the over on 100. Yeah. This seems really good. Don't have to talk about teams that are really good and haven't changed much a lot, so... We move on. Who finished second last year in the. Uh, that in this...
0: would be the team that started 7-17. Do you remember what team that was?
3: Oh, I do. It was those Texas Rangers.
0: Those Texas Rangers that had an awful, awful start to 2026. and Ended up second in the division winning 86 games. They had a run differential of plus five. Not good. Um, led by Angelo Fernandez. I believe we talked about him on the preseason pod in that acquisition from uh, uh, Seattle. Excuse me, uh, Juan Martinez, a three-war shortstop with oh, a WRC Plus, of 75. That's something interesting. Bill Pillow had two-and-a-half war in 80 games. John Reagan had two-and-a-half war in 100 games. Chris Schaefer and, and Holden Yule both had a war, a war plus. It was a really interestingly built team. And, of course, you've got John Hall, John uh, Hall, uh to to start things off and then of course why not throw Jesse Lesher and Alex Montan behind him you know never have too you you can never have too much starting pitching
3: yeah this is always one of my least favorite teams to go through on the pod because if you're looking at what I'm looking at now which is you know what they have on the the spring training roster It's a mess, right? It's so hard to figure out who's who and where they're going to end up. So
0: I I have a starting lineup for you guys. All right. And the starting lineup against righties, you've got eight lefties. A San Diego special. Yes. Trevor DiMaggio, Angelo Flores, Ryan Garland, John Riggins, Holden Yule, Macario Flores, Dave Benson, Juan Martinez, Charlie
3: Cannell. I love it. I love the lefties everywhere. That is sexy as, as fuck. And I do, I do think that's the Ben Diego special, as you mentioned. But uh, do, does it feel like there was a period of time where the Rangers were built around hitting? And they just sort of funnied around with that pitching staff. They did the whole Texas Matt Dan Vegas thing where they you know didn't really have great pitchers, but they had that great bullpen. And they just sort of filled in guys here and there. This is a team now built around its starting pitching staff. It's not built around hitting anymore. Gone is Brian, Her- Brian Herman. Uh, gone is, uh, for, they had, uh, uh Carrillo Carrillo for, two a, years. for a couple of years. Uh, they had, uh, the other guy who was with Vegas for a long time and, uh, crap, what was his name? They created him to Detroit His names escaping me now, but, uh, but they had him for a couple of years and, uh, but now this team's built looks like pitching. Um, You're not thinking of Jason Clar, are you? Mithehito Kido? No, no, he's awful. I mean, uh, the guy who was with Vegas after he was with uh, after he was with uh, M- Miami for a while.
1: I mean, you want to know who this team looks like? It's like the 2025 Texas Rangers. Literally <laughs> nothing has changed. You think nothing <laughs> changed with Colorado? Like absolutely nothing has changed with this team. And so they got off to just an awful start last year. And if they play, like, decent baseball all year, um, I mean, do you think there's any chance? What's the situation where this team doesn't make the playoffs?
0: So they need Trevor DiMaggio to take that step forward because he was god-awful last year. They did not have a worse hitter last year in terms of total war. It was Trevor DiMaggio at minus .7 war
3: last year. No one was worse. Yeah, there's no way.
4: Batting cleanup
3: opening day. Yeah, there's no way he's that bad a hitter. I mean, there's just no way. Looking at the bars, the guy oh, who looking I was looking at
0: the bar, of, he looks like a fantastic hitter.
3: The guy that I was thinking of was Brashear. the guy's on. Oh, John Henbrashier. They help, they helped me out a little bit, but yeah, no, uh, Ben Diego saved me from looking more like a fool. But in any event, uh, it it just doesn't seem like this team has the big boppers that it used to. And so maybe that accounts for the just awful April. What did you say they were, 7-17? and 7-17 and 17 that, to start the season. Yeah, that feels like April, effectively. Well, right, like they were just so awful in April. And after that, they played really good baseball. Um, and now, you know, I don't know. It just, it, it feels weird because, that I mean, they, they used to have the catcher Pena, who spent a year in San Diego, and now I think is a Met. It's not as it's not a team built around hitting anymore. They have lots of these palindromy guys. Now they do have a few of the contact hitters as well. The guy Dimaggio is a pretty good contact guy. Uh, obviously Willie Santiago, the former Pirate, so, uh, he's the real. He's the only signing this year, and he was a minor league signing of all things. Um, yeah, but, that was uh, a great signing. So Willie Santiago is a contact guy DiMaggio's is a contact guy, but the rest of these guys I mean it's Bill Pello and you know now Juan Martinez is on this team to play defense not hit for contact but uh, I think there might even be better than a two seventy five average in that bat so we'll see um yeah I mean I this team is built around its pitching staff um it's it's hall and uh, Montres and uh, the rest of these guys. So uh, Jesse Lesher,
0: Uh I mean, they have. So I have never been a, a believer in Jose Pereja. I think he is trash.
1: Oh, that guy's trash. One of the few San Diego pitching specs I traded away that was not good.
0: Mind you, you, traded away. You traded him him away with. Oh no, sorry. You got you acquired him with Adame. But, yeah, I've always been a Jose Pereja hater. We have him 55-6 now However, We have him with 45-stuff, borderline starter. He was awful last year in Milwaukee. Mind you, he was the number five guy behind Paul Lesher-Montan Mans. You're not looking for much.
1: Yeah, I hate to go too far ahead, too, uh, but this is an interesting team moving forward because if you look at their salaries, uh, they really don't lose any. It was significant for a while, and I think it went a little under the radar this offseason, but Montan signed for five years pretty hefty raise in his two arbitration years. And then it uh, looks like about 2018, 17, his last three years or first three years of free no, agency.
0: No options. That is a no five year deal.
1: So banking on right now, a lot of the same guys for the next few years, it looks like. Uh, not Lesher, that that's a yeah, not Lesher, bad thing, but.
0: Last year's under contract for the next five years, Hall's a contract for the next at least three years. He can opt out of his last year here to go and do his extension, which would be stupid. But knowing OTP, it's definitely a possibility. Um, and Ryan Green, again, he had 46 saves last year. Ben, as someone that had Jonathan Bream, who you like to say was the best closer of a generation. Is Ryan Green the best reliever of this generation?
1: Without a doubt. I don't think anyone has come close to put up the numbers that he's put up the last five years. His war is off the charts. He doesn't give up any runs, pitches nearly 100 innings innings every single year. Um, I think $10 million million a year for him is almost a steal at this point because, I mean, we'll see how he ages into his 30s. It feels like yesterday that Ryan Green was this middling starting pitching prospect, and now he's (laughs) 32 years old. It's
3: insane. I didn't realize he was a middling starting pitching prospect. Like, he was sort of a forgotten-about guy. Then right. he turned into this this gem of a closer. It, it the, the real thing, it, he's just got everything going for him. He's left-handed. He's got a little bit more stamina than some other relievers so that he can pitch for the innings, like Ben is saying. The, the most amazing thing to me is the strikeouts. I don't know what that stuff is, but it's not eighty. There's so no way to strike out that money with only 80 stuff. I
0: mm-hmm. would like to play a trivia game. My favorite Ryan Green stat of all time in 2023 was Ryan Green's strikeout percentage, that strikeouts divided by batter's face, was that against lefties, just against lefties, was that over or under 63%?
3: <laughs> I'll say over. Gotta say over.
0: He struck out 85 batters and 126 batters faced. That is a strikeout percentage of 67 and a half. That is yeah. over two thirds.
3: Yeah. Is that, that good?
0: Like, <laughs> that is very good. And the year before his strikeout percentage was only, only 66%, 69 strikeouts against 104 lefty batters, but his OPS against was 0.296. Ryan Green against lefties, not fair. Although I, remember- I will say this, he was somewhat human this past year. Between twenty twenty two and twenty twenty-four, he gave up six home runs and about three hundred and fifty batters faced. This past year he gave up six home runs and only 108 batters faced against lefties. So maybe maybe he's regressing a bit.
3: It reminds me of the in real world story of like Andrew Miller, right? Who was like he would for like half a decade, nobody could touch him. Nobody could hit him. Nobody. He was just Fucking St. Louis, just he like Brett with, Cecil. He was with eight teams and struck everybody out, right? Like, he was with the Orioles just for a postseason run and midseason trade a trade deadline acquisition. I think he struck out half of the guys that he faced with the Orioles that season. Like, he's just incredible. So, yeah, I, I like Ryan Green a lot. I agree. I'm sort of surprised that he signed for as little as he did. I remember back in the day, Basinger... Was commanding fifteen million from Brandon and the Mets, and so it's a real coup to save five million a year and sign uh, Green. One of the things that he's got going for him—it's so rare in our game—is that the, this guy was hurt for six days in twenty twenty-five. That was the first time he was hurt in three years. That's it.
0: I mean, that- you say it was a—you say it was a coup. But it's funny when so we had Steve Bunge, we had and an, a quote-unquote elite closer throughout his career, and we never paid
3: him more than eight million in a year. Yeah. I feel like the real elite guys get 15 sometimes though. Well, what did Breen get when he was looking for an extension?
1: Uh Breen was asking for 10 year, which is uh 10 and a half a year, which is the most I did pay him, but he ended up taking six and a half this year and an eight and a half option next year, which will yep. probably decline.
0: Or you can extend him and lock in that option.
1: Yeah. We'll we'll roll the dice there.
3: I I have a question. Then one of my favorite games to play. So we'll play with Ben. Is John Hall a Hall of Famer yeah. right now? Right now. What Hold do you on. think that what what do you think is the career war for John Hall right now? Without looking, if you haven't looked.
1: I just got to it. I'm sorry. Because
3: um, it's not as much as I thought it was going to be. Look sure at all. Exactly. Look at all the years this guy led the league in war.
1: I guess I would say he's only pitched 10 years, and he's the low-stamina guy. And honestly, I feel like he's gained stamina. I didn't think he used to be a 50-stamina guy. Boy, I don't know if I'm making that up. He not
0: a 50-stamina guy. I he think was, he started he as like 40, a 40-stamina 40 guy, right? He yeah. right. got a bump to 50 in November.
1: Interesting. So he's aging – More powerfully than he's been. Perfect.
3: That's just what Texas needs.
0: If he pulls an Arford, (laughs) if he pulls an Arford, it's not close.
3: Oh, yeah. No. Well, the one thing that Hall has going for him is that already, if nothing else happens, he has the four Pitcher of the Year awards, which is just gorgeous up there on his accolades page. So that's really tough to argue with. Like, I don't know that there's anybody not in the Hall of Fame that doesn't have that has four of those awards. Right. It's just tough to deny with that. I match. think if he
1: retired tomorrow, I would I would vote him in.
3: Yeah. I mean, I think if John Hall dies, which we're not rooting for. But, you know, he's probably still a Hall of Famer. So if he pulls
0: Miguel Paul which
3: we'll get to in a bit. What about Ryan Greens for West Reliever of the Year awards? Does that guarantee him the Hall?
0: Well, I'd say that a closer better than him still is not in the Hall, which is pissing me off, considering he's lost votes this past year. Agreed. Yeah, I'm not going to go on an Eddie Lehman rant again.
3: There's you another heard closer. my rant
0: last year. I will direct you guys towards the end of the West 2025 season preview pod if you'd like to listen to my Eddie Lehman rant. But until Eddie Lehman is in the hall, I will not be voting for another first baseman. Lita Morales got into the hall this year, which opens me up to a few other first basemen like Pat Covelli. Um, right. But until Eddie Lehman is in the hall, I'm not going to say that someone like Ryan Green or Jonathan Bream should be in the hall.
3: Okay, fair enough. I think that's a silly way to do it, but hey, you're entitled to your opinion. We'd be done with Texas. Um, yeah, I mean, how many games did Texas win last year in the nineties? Oh, only eighty-six. Okay.
1: Eighty-six after starting off horribly.
3: Yes. Seven and seventeen. See, I'm crying. It was like map. one and
1: eleven too. It, right. That doesn't
3: even do it justice. Right. Yeah. No. So they were. So they went something like eighty and sixty the rest of the season. Yes. So yeah, that's pretty sexy. So, yeah, I, I, I don't know. If if this team starts in any way normal, how do they not win 90 games, right? Like, I feel like that's a pretty safe over-under, isn't it? Uh, what about 93
1: as they over-under?
3: Yeah, I think I'm going to take the under. I'll say 90 just because I came up with the number. But, you know, it doesn't mean I'm right.
0: Do you remember who swept Texas in the wildcard series?
3: Oh, it was the, the Royals. Kansas
0: City Royals. Royals, the 84-win Royals. Uh, When do they not make moves? Because Matt is either bored, has ADHD, or some deathly combination of the two. Uh, They reacquired Matt Barton this offseason after they had acquired him from Arizona. I believe they sent him to Toronto a while back. I could be wrong about that. Someone check that. I looked at their uh, lineup that they posted earlier, and I was surprised they have Matt Barton batting sixth against lefties that just didn't make any sense to me mind you maybe i'm nitpicking a small thing about a specific lineup but matt martin is someone that should either be leading lead, that should be hitting lead off second something uh against lefties
3: am i reading too much into that uh it, it depends on what sort of answer you want based on what some of the real nerds do for analysis of lineups you only need you need the right nine guys the order really doesn't affect a lot um but, uh, but, hey, I love to pitch about the Royals, so I'm all for it. Um, what's interesting to me with this team every year is how they put together all of their various parts that they get in all these various ways. Like, And then you look at the team, and they always seem to have pretty good players. Like, this, this team is Brian Herman now. Anybody else know that? I remembered it after I got here.
0: Does Brian Herman not look as good as he did when he hit free agency last year?
3: Uh, I don't no, think no, not as good. I don't think he looks as good. He's 33. I mean, he still had four WAR last year. I mean, yeah, it was over two. He Still teams, flies. So, yeah, he's. I think he's what he is, but four WAR players, still pretty good. So he 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 hasn't hurt been hurt too much defensively. Um, you know. He's always an injury risk, but much, much of it has been day-to-day stuff. Nothing really awful. I, mean, I like a lot about this team. I'm not going to lie. I like Israel Soto.
0: I like Matt Barton. Greg Rupert is one of the best players that no one talks about. Brian Herman, they signed Roberto Rodriguez over this last sim. I don't. Well, need- that's,
3: I'd like to talk about that a little bit. Cause they Go also ahead. Have, they also have Israel Soto. And so I'm not sure if the plan is to play Israel Soto at shortstop which I'm not sure is a good idea. It would be Soto if, at shortstop. Or if the plan is to play Roro at shortstop, because so I have, know so that's
1: Soto plan. can play shortstop. Soto no can doubt
0: absolutely about it. play shortstop. He's not elite anymore, but he can definitely hold down shortstop. He was a, a uh, an even one efficiency last year at shortstop. I'm not too concerned with that.
3: No, he'll be all right. You're right. He was uh, over three teams last year. Looks like a negative three. Zone rating, only, he was not, only
0: across two teams last year. He played uh, second base, two last year with
3: Virginia. Oh, yeah, you're right. So it looks like he was about minus four at a short.
0: Mind the biggest thing is he just needs to stay healthy.
3: Yeah. Well, and maybe that's – and, again, KC signed Roro late. It was just this last sim, I think. So he hasn't had any sprint mm-hmm. training. So. It was a one-year, $15 million deal. Yep. So uh, So it'll be interesting to see how they put all of this together. They still have Frank Tate, who's not a bad little player. Hasn't played up to his uh, to his uh, bars yet, but sort of like guys with this sort of uh, this sort of repertoire, this inverse palindrome guy, as we he call he him. He
0: looks a lot like Rupert. Uh,
3: I like Elijah Rutherford, former San Diego Padre and Chicago Cub, amongst others. And Minnesota uh, Twin. He was, oh, yep. was. he
0: ever Rutherford? Was a
3: Twin? No, okay. brother. No. He was not a Cub. He was an Expo. I I
1: expo. You got yeah, your colors mixed up. Oh, yeah, uh-huh. your color's right, but your
3: team's mixed up. Sorry, sorry, sorry. He wasn't a Cub. But, uh, but Rutherford, sort of a nice little player. I've always sort of liked Elijah Rutherford.
0: And,
4: so,
3: and, yeah. and For
0: I, as good as we've been talking about the lineup, the best player on this team is in the rotation. And I remember Matt saying something a few years ago, saying that this guy was just as good as John Hall. I said, no, he's not there yet. I was wrong. Cesar Vasquez is a top-five pitcher in sky. Ugh, I know, I know. But how many pitchers
3: would you take before you got to Cesar Vazquez? Well, I'm sure I could name you a five. Um, because you take Torres, you take you take Torres Mercado, and you take Geraldo. I think I take, think
0: it's debatable with Geraldo.
3: I think you take Lamb. You'd probably, you'd probably take Montan. I think you take Montan before Vasquez. Do you not take John Hall before Vasquez? Are you sure? I think I think I'm I'm sure I take Vasquez. I don't know. I a couple of things. First of all, I, I am willing to admit that I feel like these numbers these bars have gotten better. I don't think it used to be this juicy. It looks juicier than it than it has been. Did something change? I'm gonna have to look at this.
1: Oh yeah, you fucking sucked when I traded him away.
3: Yeah, he's really good. His his stuff has gone up a lot over the last couple of years per my scout. So it started at 60, went up to 65, now it's 70 with 80 75 with 80 potential. So, yeah, I feel like I mean I don't have the pitches in front of me, but but yeah, um he looks really sexy. I'm willing to admit that. You're going to have to back the fuck up with your John Hall comparisons though. That is sacrilege. We just called the guy a Hall of Famer. You know how many more Picture of the Year Award winners wins John Hall has than Cesar Vasquez? Four. They have four put together, and John Hall has them all. So I'm willing to accept some level of eating crow about Vasquez being really good. But we're, I'm selling the John Hall comparisons.
1: But if you're taking a guy who looks the exact same, I should, you know, pretty close, six years younger, I got to take Cesar. I mean, yeah, I mean, John Hall still had a really good year last year. I personally put Caesar as my number one for West Pitcher of the Year last year. I thought he was insane. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. Six years younger, similar similar bars for the regular pitching ratings. Um, the guy's on a good contract.
0: I, mean, who, I don't know. Let's phrase it. Who'd you rather have for the next three years, Vasquez or Hall? Do I have to pay them the same? You, you They're on the contract that they're given, so Vasquez is making 17 a year, Hall is making whatever he's making.
1: Yeah. Oh, Vasquez. I Every think you we'll
3: probably pay Vasquez. Vasquez is okay, making and just over half. Them,
0: let's say that we're paying them both $28 million a year. Even at $28 million over the next three years, you can give that to either Hall or Vasquez.
3: Who are you giving it to? Probably Vasquez because he's younger, but
1: he's probably still Vasquez. Maybe Hall if I play in, like, California or Montreal. But... Most places. I have a probably question
3: probably take Vasquez. I have a question. Who pitches after Cesar Vasquez and do we trust them?
0: So Blaine Gilland I think is I think is a starter. Uh, he had a rough spring training.
4: Um, I think he's a starter.
0: We,
2: I he we certainly finally holds. have
0: the starter tag on him, which which I put um, a lot of faith into. I hate the Tom Andler sign with Kansas City. I hate the Tom Andler sign for eight and a half a year. For two very different reasons. A, I just don't like the Tom Andlers in a non-California Angels uniform. But two, there's a reason that we didn't go after Mandel and that we didn't pick up his $4.5 million option. It's the fact that we got a velocity hit right when options were due, and then he got another velocity hit throughout the offseason. He's making $8.5 million this year with an $8.5 million player option next year for a 36-year-old that's injury-prone and losing velocity and stuff quickly. This could very easily backfire, and right now that's Kansas City's number three. Because I'm not convinced that Freddie Montenegro is anything good. I'm not convinced that Josh Harris is anything good. So beyond Vasquez Gilliland, it is up in the air and not in a good way. Is
3: Justin Newman anything good? I'm just trying to find other.
0: uh, Justin uh, Newman would be who goes into the rotation next, and even then I don't like. uh, Yeah, I I think
1: Newman is a back end piece maybe, but he's going to get teed off against lefties.
3: Is Garrett I mean, they, still possible to pitch as a starter? And just I
0: look? mean, they're gonna have to no. dip into who they've got in AAA. They're gonna have to go to someone like Aaron Wells or Francisco Duran or Kevin Cardona, former California Angel prospect. We like That's, Kevin Cardona, but there's a reason we released him in the offseason. So if one of these pitchers go down, if if Mandler starts sucking again, if Gilliland starts sucking, that Kansas City pitching staff
3: is going to go down. Yeah, I don't uh uh, I don't want to mention D. Rich a lot because he's not here, and you know we're mad at him because of that, but he's a famous Mandler hater. Are we finally willing to agree with D. Rich that Mandler is done for velocity hit. Yes. Okay. Mandler's um, toast. He was, yeah.
0: he was always sitting at 92-94. He was always a 50-50-70 guy, and that's who has been the last two years. We didn't give Mandler any help. He was a flyball pitcher, um, and we had awful corner outfields, and you can see that it's bad if these last two years were awful compared to his uh, career average around three ten, three twenty. These past few years is up to three fifty, and that's on us um, because the stip was much lower. Um, but I and I think that's the reason he, he was bad in California. But he's losing velocity, he's losing stuff, he's done.
3: Rory Shockey is a Royal says wow. says says Jason Tarlow backslash Cheryl on black uh, uh, here. Rory Shockey, am I is he in AAA?
0: Am I missing something?
1: He's got to be. Yeah, he is in AAA. Okay.
0: And, of course, Jesse Krause is coming back. Uh, Alexis Ramirez will be back. Bob Chaper will be back. And that will help the bullpen. But that starting rotation is rough. And Rory Shockey, by the way, now sucks.
2: Do Do you
1: guys think that Matt will be able to trade Tom Mandler before the start of the 2027 season?
3: Oh, my God. What happened to Rory Shockey? Oh, my God. I've <laughs> never seen that before.
1: Rory the Shockey God. was horrible last year. He lived on the waiver wire
3: all year. That guy has 35 stuff. I don't think I've ever seen that before. His ratings are 35, 50, 60. That is fucked up.
1: I'm willing to Holy bet God. that the guy who spent the most days on the waiver wire last year was Rory Shockey.
3: Uh, that is- yeah, sounds about right. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. That is great. Oh, my God. He's going to pitch for the Storm Chasers. Dear Lord. All right. Um, yeah, I, I, as much as this, uh, I'd rather vomit and drink it. than. I can, this. I
0: can easily see a scenario in which this team wins 70 games despite having a top
3: four offense. Well, I was about to say that uh, I, I, I compliment Matt on his offense because I think this team's going to hit. I have no faith whatsoever that they are going to pitch well, um, in the bullpen or in the rotation.
0: I um. think the bullpen is fine. Jose Cortez is a legit back end piece. Of course, he came from Toronto. Uh, Ron Rita even at the age of 38, is still fine. And then of course, I've got Jesse Krause coming back uh, from the injured list. Jesse Krause has always been a good reliever. He's 75, 75, at least according to uh, Luis. Can't say Jerry anymore, which sucks. I hate that that we don't have Jerry anymore. They brought back the 38 year old Ramon Escobar. He'll split time, but I have no clue what's going to happen, but I can tell you right now, the Kansas City GM will make sure that this is not the same 26-man roster by the beginning of <laughs> June. It's
3: really weird. I don't know. I, is Ron Dorito a Hall of Famer? No. No. He's a good pitcher. Um, how many? Do you know how many Reliever of the Year awards Ron Rita won? Zero. None. He won one award. It's not there in his things, but I went into history, and it's listed there. He won a Reliever of the Year award. Oh no! Wait, uh, S- finished second. I'm wrong. Yeah, finished. He, won, se- he finished second twice. He finished. He won zero. He finished second in, in twenty.
0: He finished second three times. Excuse me, 2017, 2018, and twenty. Wow.
3: Yeah. No, I I'm, I have no faith that this team pitches. Now there might not be a lot of other contenders in the Central. I can think of two off of the top of my head, but Tarlo says Carlos Arroyo is a starter for the Royals. Yeah, until his asking. Yeah. Trump, like in April. So yeah.
0: Can you name the three pitchers or the three, the three times that uh, Dorita got beaten out for Lever of the Year? Can you name those three pitchers? Technically, it's only two pitchers. The same guy beat him out in 17 and 18 in the West. Bream. Was, was, Bream? It, was it Vines? It was, not, it was Bream that beat him both times in the West, 17 and 18. Do you know who won it 2021 in the East?
1: Was that Excobedo year?
0: Not Escobedo. Escobedo was 2020. Was it ah. Villanueva? Was it Tony Wyatt? It was Tony White. It was the first of two East Pitcher of the Year awards for Tony Wyatt. Yep. All right. Tony
1: Wyatt strikes me as a guy that should have more than two. That's sad.
0: He's only been in the league for six years. and one of those Yeah. Matches, he's only had five full
3: seasons.
1: Uh, yeah. Most of the relievers get him when they're young, though.
3: You know. Tony, Tony Wyatt does not look the same either. We'll talk about that tomorrow, but he's he's had some. Rory's he shocked, looks he's like Jonathan Bream.
0: Yep. Rory Shocky's only three years removed from winning East Reliever
3: of the Year. Now he has 35 stuff. I've ne- legitimately never seen that before. 35, 50, 60. It's fucked up. All right. Is that Love. enough for Kansas City? Yeah, I'm already tired of them. All right. Let's move
0: to the Southside Sox. Ah, the they White Sox. They have a few of the best players in baseball. They have Scott Beatty. They have Gabe Sandoval on the mound. They have a couple of young studs led by John Summers. One of the best pitchers you will hear of in short order. What do you guys see in the 2026 Chicago White Sox, who disappointingly only won 81 games last year, had a much better Pythagorean record, I believe. I want to make sure I got this right. Uh, they had a Pythagorean record of 88 and 68. They were minus seven last year in Pythagorean records. They were, they were a little unlucky. They lose Ramiro Mendes, who had uh war and a half of them last year. But Ray Rath is back. He's only 28. Um, Miguel Alicia is done. He had a career ender. Uh, is Jorge Orthaga back? He is. Jorge Orthaga's back to the but extent
1: the, that he
0: stays just, that way. But, yes. but the biggest loss, they lost their number one starter last year, Daniel Ventura, who is now with the Yankees. He is gone. He signed a deal a lot smaller than a lot of us thought he would sign. Um, but David Vargas and Mike Duvall, their number two and number three, are both back to go along with. John Summers. So uh, they did also lose Mike Greenberg, but he also had a six-year Ray last year. Um, in total,
3: I like what the what the White Sox are showing. I think this team looks better than the Royals. I'll tell you that. So, you know, that's something. I agree with what you said about Ray Rath. I think that guy can still be... I mean, he was closets really good for Chicago last year. He still had three war, for crying out loud. So... Uh, and then Sandoval and Beatty, Cortez say all these guys are really good. Uh, Mikey Mayhew still around for the shy Sox. So so this team's really good. in this rotation is there's there's some big delta in this rotation because I like John Summers as much as Jake, but he gets hurt a lot. Now it's not really really scary stuff, but it's not great. The guy who has the really scary injuries, is Mike Duvall, so that guy's a walking time bomb. He's out with a sore elbow or ligament reconstruction regularly, and so uh, that worries me, but it's deep because they have Ryan Mullins, they have David Vargas, they have Jay Deck, who Cheryl's gushing about orgasming over here on Slack, and Jorge Arthaga and everybody else, so yeah, very, very interesting. I Love Jay Deck. You are gonna orgasm over him too. Dear Lord. All
0: right. I ahead. love Jay Deck. He is fantastic. I will fight anyone that says otherwise. I don't care about the fact that he has issues against lefties. I guarantee if you were to play him in California, in a California like ballpark, he would be a three, four, five war guy.
3: He doesn't struggle that bad against lefties. That's not the problem. He's one of these guys who I think you're you're getting blinded by the blue of the pitches, and you're not looking at the stuff. It always worries me when guys have pitches that rock and stuff that doesn't look very good. Why is that? It doesn't make sense to me. How does a guy that has 70, 70, 80 for his pitches both only have 65 stuff? Uh,
1: TP bullshit. Angers I, me. I don't get it. I really, so Sly just posted his lineups actually, um, right before we started talking about them. Um, I really like the top of this lineup. They just picked up Espan Gonzalez at the top of that lineup, followed by Ray Rath, two guys that are just going to get on base a ton. And then Sandoval and Beattie behind them. Um, I'm a little offended that he put Bryce Mask in the starting lineup, as if Bryce Mask is going to play more than 12 games this year.
3: But I call it BM. Bryce BM. You know who drafted Bryce Mask? The Reds. The Cincinnati Reds. No That is not true! It's the California Angels! It was the California Angels! What? He came over he, in the, what, wait, the, the Andy Rogers trade.
0: The Andy Rogers trade. He was a first-round pick by the Angels and in
3: 2013, immediately you know got hurt drafted, like
0: seven times.
3: And do you know who drafted Andy Rogers? The Philadelphia Phillies. He was sent (laughs) in a Justin Mueller deal. He was sent in the Justin Mueller deal. Ah, it's five degrees of separation between Bryce Mask and Andrew Ross.
1: I see Bryce Mask Mask in free agency every year, and it pisses me off. And now he finally looks like garbage. But he used to look really good. Would just sit out there in free agency with his asshole personality and his asshole health.
0: (laughs) And he would just... Because each of his years in Cincinnati, he played at least 100 games, which is a funny thing.
1: But he was hurt all the time in the minors. I think it was before he even came up that we were just
0: – Oh, everyone, yeah. It's the second and he got drafted. He was the minors, he was hurt.
1: The second he got drafted, he got hurt seven times in his first year and eight times yeah. in his first year in pro ball.
3: <laughs> uh, I'm amused by the fact that Bryce Mass spent the past three years in Kansas City. Just thought I'd share. I think that's hilarious. Or the best year in Kansas City. You know
0: who's gonna show out for the for the Chicago White Sox this year It's something we haven't mentioned yet?
3: OSA fifty overall guy. Sam Armstrong? Vinny Cortez. Oh, you love you some Vinny. I Ooh. love Vinny Cortez.
0: He had five were last year in Triple A, uh was it uh, in uh Triple A Evansville. See he's a see lefty, he, have, he can hit lefties. OSA has in sixty five contact, seventy five gap against righties. He can
3: play out he can play the he outfield. He can play well. the
0: outfield, he can play left, he can play center, he's really
3: good on the base pass. There's big no captain guy not he's a captain? three four four oh, yeah. more guy. Yeah, no. Big captain big, guy. Stays healthy. He's a sexy motherfucker. Yeah, no, I love Vinny Cortez. The uh see of rookie status, there's, there's a there's a rookie the He, year has, he has a year in the majors. Oh, that's disappointing. Come on, Sly. Better than that. Although, I
0: don't know if he has the plate appearance requirement. I, I honestly don't know. I don't know what the rookie requirement is anymore. Yeah, I know. But I
3: always get fucked by that when we pick rookie of the year. So, But if he's eligible, he's my pick. Mark it down. Love me, my boy. I, Vin- I have inquired about Vinny Cortez before. I was told he was available, but
0: not at the price I was willing to pay. He was a $12.5 million IAFA, after sitting out there for three years, sat there for three years, signed for $12.5 million. So that's six plus six and a half plus another six and a half. So that was an $18 million signing.
3: Mm-hmm. Big yeah, fan I, don't, of his. I, don't, I don't even know what to say, although I do remember him being an IAFA for like a generation. So, yeah. What, what, what do we think that, that Gabe Sandoval's contact is? Because I'm sure it's not 80.
0: I'm sure it is n- close to eighty-five, ninety.
3: We need to have a small conversation about how Gabe Sandoval won the triple crown. I feel like that should at least be mentioned. We so, should. We should definitely yeah, yeah. any triple crown that has ever won, especially on the hitting
0: side. This was the second ever, I believe, hitting triple crown.
1: No, well, this was the no. This was the first year that we ever had two simultaneous triple crowns for hitting. Uh, we had them for pitching in 2020 with Camarena and Torres.
0: Yes. Um, but this was it. So this past year, we had the second, third ever hitting triple crowns. The only other previous triple crown hitting Sky history is Lupe Viegas, which, in my opinion, right. was always the greatest hitting season in Sky history until Al Javera decided to shit on Sky in 2025.
3: Right. Yeah. Unreal. Well, and on the top five is Gabe Sandoval's 2025, by the way. I mean, this is insane. Like his OPS plus was 191. Like that is ridiculous. And okay, so, but, so I hate that I have to mention this, but I feel like I have to. You know what Alex Rivera's
0: OPS plus is the last three years? Wasn't it? Isn't it above two hundred? One ninety six, one ninety nine, two twenty two.
3: Yeah, I knew that he went over two hundred last year by some ridiculous, ungodly yeah, that's, margin. That, that's just incredible. Cheryl thinks he has one hundred and ten contact. Gabe, I don't know that it's quite that high. I might be willing to say 90, 95. If I can go in units of five, but uh, I don't know. But yeah, no, he's, he's, uh, he's very good. He's he's very good. Incredible. I am perpetually amazed by his ability to not be just a war suck in the outfield defensively. He's not quite as bad out there as I thought he would be every year. So, So
0: 45, 50, 55 is obviously not good but it's passable, and that's what's important. He was only minus 6.5 last year.
3: Right, well, that's and- what I mean. Like, I see I that, I feel like negative 10, right? Yeah, No. Negative 4, negative 5, negative 6. The, I start to minute- get nervous it goes above that. but
0: The minute he hits 40 outfield range, he's a full-time DH. But until then, I'm willing to throw him out there in left field.
3: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it gives them another spot to put a guy who really can't field at all. So- Here's
0: the interesting question for you. If I told you that, I, that, that you could have Gabe Sandoval – as he is contact gap, homer, and avoid K. But I would give him 55 I instead of 35. Would you take that?
3: Well, of course. Maybe. There's there's
1: OOTB theories about the extra I for guys that have that much contact and power.
0: Because the more he's taking, the less he's swinging.
2: But Gabe is it's slated to be DH all year, for the record.
3: Who is... uh? Is who is Gabe Sandoval in real life? Is it like Vlad, Vlad Guerrero? Like he he's was a never right? a
0: great contact hitter.
3: Yeah, but Vlad certainly had the swing and everything. Certainly had. He the did. I
0: remember. I remember, of course. The I think MLB.com had a little montage of doing him head, shoulders, knees, and toes, uh-huh. where he was swinging stuff at his head, shoulders, knees, and toes. I remember him hitting a double off of something that literally bounced in front of him.
3: Yeah, well, I think he homered at a ball that was at his eyes once. I mean, he was just ridiculous. But, yeah, we don't need to talk about him. We need to talk about Gabe Sandoval because he's sexy. Uh, love, love me my Gabe Sandoval. I was totally wrong. Totally wrong in Gabe Sandoval. Everybody had a conniption fit when, when Zach, of all people, drafted Gabe Sandoval. And then immediately left Chicago. Right. So he drafted Gabe Sandoval, left Chicago – that was the great move around of GMs, made me very nervous. Um, so, but, but, and I was one of the only few that was like, guys, it's a DH. We pick on people who take DHs with the one one. Why are we not picking on Zach for Gabe Sandoval? But I was wrong. Happy to admit I'm wrong now. This guy totally worth it. I think the White Sox make the playoffs. What do you think, Jake? I think they should have made the
0: playoffs last year. I, I love what Fly done with this team. I've been a White Sox truther. You know what? Fuck it. I, for, for all those years I was a Virginia truther, I'm about to become a White Sox truther. Because you know me. I could not quit the Virginia Black Bear. The Virginia Black Bears. I'm about to be that way with the Chicago White Sox. I'm about to
3: be unbearable. Give me well, the White Sox stock. Oh, oh! I'll, I'll fight you for White Sox stock. I picked them to make the playoffs last year instead of the Cubs. I think they're still the best team in Chicago. You heard me, Ryan. And we can move on to the Cubs now. Ben Diego, you think the uh, shy Sox make the playoffs?
1: Yeah, I like me some White Sox. I liked them last year too. Like you said, I was kind of a little surprised they, they didn't pull it off last year. So yeah, I'll buy some stock. We can go in together if you guys want. We, All we'll right. There. Ooh,
3: well, there you go. I heard it's going to move. A, this so. is a better investment than GameStop. There you go. Yeah, I know. They're trying to get me on this cryptocurrency. Stupid. When they don't talk politics and random thoughts, they're talking cryptocurrency. I need something I understand. It, is
0: the, exactly. You don't understand
3: it, so you're yell. You're the old man that yells at a cloud, aren't you? No, no, well, no. Do, you, do you, you have a front lawn, Trent? I've never yelled at clouds, and I do not have a front lawn. Damn okay. it. Okay. But if kids got onto your front lawn, would you yell at them? I I don't, I doubt it.
0: I don't that's know yes. that I would
3: notice. I don't care. So, whatever.
0: I, you, I feel like you're the guy, that you, you, you're not that. You're the guy that you don't, you, you get frustrated when you don't understand things. So you start yelling. Correct. That,
3: totally agree with. Yes. yes. Yeah. No, yes. that I agree with. Yeah. Yep. I'm ready All to right. move Is up. The,
0: anything more with the White Sox? That's a no? That's a No. All right, anyone know what team currently has Manny Fuccio?
1: That's the Houston
0: Astros. That would be the Houston Astros. Let's talk about the Stros. You know who's no longer a full-time starter on this team?
3: Uh, Angel Trujillo? The Angel Trujillo, which is sad. Oh, man, he had negative war last year. Boy, that's sad. His Uh, outfield
0: range is down to 40. Oh, how the mighty. Uh,
1: I respect Sterling for keeping him around this long. I'm oh, big, you got to keep I'm a big him around. franchise respect guy, you know. Because if but, he's
0: not in Houston, then he's in El Paso, and no one wants that. Yeah,
1: yeah I don't even know if I could do that. I don't even know if I could do the Angel Trio to, to El Paso. That's how much Angel Trio means to the Sky and the
0: Astros. Then, then he would be in Omaha.
3: I'm not, I'm not even sure that I'm totally buying that Ben would be above getting Angel Trujillo in an El Paso, Chihuahua <laughs> uniform. But leaving that aside for the moment, do we think Angel Trujillo retires at the end or during this contract? We can only hope. I hope. That's, me too. I hope too. I
0: mean, he hit, he OPSed 476 in spring training. He's down to 40 contact. He is dumb these he needs to, he still has the speed, which I think is incredible, but he doesn't have the contact. He's still got the eye. But he is nowhere near what he was, and he has had a hell of a career. He's four home runs short of 500, so he's going to get there. He's had 406 career stolen bases, 82 career war, 945 all-time OPS. For the sake that is all that is good and humane,
3: let him retire at the end of the year,
0: please.
3: I don't, don't, it doesn't have to be at the end of this year because I'm not going to lose a lot of sleep if he costs the Astros an extra two and a half, three million next year. No, I
0: I don't care about that. I'm talking about for the sake of Trujillo. Get him to four home runs to get him to
3: 500 this year. Yep. And call it a career. Yep, I agree. And then, well, it's not, oh, go ahead, sure. No, that's okay.
1: It's not even the money that he's saving this year. It's going to be, is he willing to give up victories to to get Trujillo to 500 home runs? Because, I don't know. He's looking a little rough to me. So, you know, that's it's going to be a lot of playing time. It, He's going to have to give him to get to those home runs.
0: Didn't Silky end up just short
3: of 400 because Trent wouldn't play him? He hit 398. And Trent wouldn't play him because Silky sucked. Uh, Silky I, I, <laughs> took himself out of the lineup. Had nothing to do with Trent. Uh I, Sure.
1: I know JP claims that uh, Nate Riley would have hit 800 if Milwaukee played him that last season. He was 26 and short. I'm not
0: sure. I'm not sure I disagree.
1: At Milwaukee, he might have been able to crank him out. You know what, I, Nate, I, I Riley's current,
0: you know what Nate Riley's current power is right now?
1: Probably still 65. 65. <laughs> I swear <laughs> I didn't look.
3: That's crazy. What is he, 48? Yes. Yeah. yeah. I swear I didn't look. Do his age. Um. <laughs> Let's talk. Let's talk about the Astros. Do we have to? They do own Manny Fuccio. Anybody know what the Astros are doing? Is this team trying to win?
1: I don't know. <laughs> the Fuccio deal throws me off a little bit because it tells yeah. me they're trying to acquire some talent. But the uh, the pitching staff in general looks looks a little rough. The lineup has some bright spots for sure,
2: um, but maybe a little a little thin.
3: Their best pitcher is
2: Jorge Chavez.
3: I like him. I don't even recognize that name. Yep. Don't know what to tell you. They have John Claypool, which, if nothing else, is fun to say. Claypool. They got him from Milwaukee. And Nolan McRae, who they also got they, from They or- stole him from Milwaukee. I know. I totally should have gotten those pitchers. Damn it. I knew I should have. Made Nolan
1: McRae's an asshole, though. Always remember that. Fuck Nolan yeah. McRae. He's such a good-looking pitcher. He's just an asshole.
3: Yeah.
0: I mean, can I you not to... deal with assholes?
1: Uh, we've got a lot of assholes in San Diego.
0: You got rid of Adame, though.
1: That's the biggest asshole in the league. That's not saying much.
0: I miss, um, in previous OTPs before this year, they would actually say disruptive or selfish on the player profile page. I hate they got rid of that because my favorite was an old Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh Pirate slash California Angel uh, what was his name? Bobby Haggerty. And the reason his nickname is Merchant of Venom, because that's what his personality said. He's the Merchant of Venom. And now yeah. it just says he's, yeah. un- he's selfish or whatever it is. And right. so they got rid of that, which I think is
3: stupid. Oh, yeah. No, I like that. Oh, I want it to say disruptive, selfish, whatever it's supposed to.
1: You can still find it in player lists if you filter by personality. It'll it's show it, you. But it it, it's just, it, it's just it a pain in the it, ass. Yeah,
0: it doesn't say it on, on the list anymore, which I think is
3: stupid.
1: Yeah, that's it's totally by design. It's not a small T thing. They did, they did that on purpose. Don't worry about it.
3: So Houston got half a pitching staff from Milwaukee, and we still don't really like them. Is that generally the opinion? I, I mean,
1: I like I like both pitchers a little bit. Um, probably each of them is like a piece that I would pick up to maybe fill out the back of my rotation, though not two guys that are a four and a five in an already kind of thin rotation, in my opinion, I guess.
3: Yeah, I just don't quite know what Sterling is doing, and that makes me sad because I always sort of feel like Sterling does know what he's doing, and it makes me sad that I don't now know what Sterling's doing. But oh well.
1: You know, oh. I feel like if things are going south, he'll he'll make a flip or something. You know, maybe Purvis, Purvis and Pachillo don't end the season on the Astros if they're not contending at it, at it, the it start of June or July, something like that. I know. He's,
0: he's always been he's always been willing to make moves.
1: Yeah.
3: I just don't know what to think about this team, but you're right, Fuccio. Do we still like banning Fuccio? We I still don't know why he's not. A good yeah, well, I know Jake went through his "the milkman is toast" sort of phase. I did. Um, that
0: was mainly to drive down his asking price. Maybe he'd end up in California. That obviously did not happen.
3: No, it did not. He ended up having a pretty nice season that year in New York, but it, it, I have. I have a gift. I figured out that I have a
0: gift of saying that people are going to suck, and then they end up not sucking. Wow,
1: that's correct. You uh, produced Israel Lamas's best season in the I sky. I did
0: I'm really good at you that. You
1: manifested that's it
0: because was- I said that Israel Lamas was no good, and then all of a sudden he was really good. He had five
3: WAR that year. Yep, he was awesome.
1: Yeah, sorry, I'm bringing Padres in here. we we're that's we're a- in Houston.
3: That's okay. He hated on the Phillies, too. Both those guys were fine. Yep. He, he, he produces good seasons out of everybody. So Yeah, yeah I think, he, I think Houston's, got, Houston's got
1: seven starting pitchers that I would really love to be, maybe six starting pitchers that I would love to be my, maybe four, but definitely five. He's got a lot of good pieces at the back of the rotation and a few good hitters. And honestly, maybe that's enough to compete in the Central, but I don't know if I love the team might be a, a seller in June or July. Sell off some of those back-end pieces to some some hungry teams who are looking for some starting pitching.
3: I'm going to look this up. What did they give up for Fuchillo? It was a Kansas City trade, so I tried not to pay attention. But they give up anybody good?
0: Probably not. Uh, they gave up uh, the number 60, I like Justin Gonzalez. Justin Gonzalez, who then got sent to Los Angeles in the cross deal.
1: He looks like a padre.
0: <laughs> Someone's going to hit his body weight? Barely?
1: Yeah, but... Probably at least 35 home runs.
3: I don't know what to think. I never know what to think about the Astros. I don't want. Uh, I to think it's
2: early. yeah. It is what it is.
3: We can be done with the Astros. I'm tired of talking about them already. It's it's sad to see what happened to John Camarena. Oh, the, the Astros also traded Rob Sayer
1: to Kansas City, who was then traded to Minnesota for, for
3: 11 dollars.
1: million U.S. dollars. Love it. Love it.
3: Love me from some
1: KC down. also picked up like $6 million when they acquired Krauss. I also thought that was amusing. KC just is all about the currency. That's
0: So I, to I hate there. that I have to do this, and we're going to talk more about Ramon Sanchez tomorrow, but I do want to bring this up uh, while, while I have the chance. Ramon Sanchez. Uh, last year, 2025. On August 9th, 2025, he hit his 500th career home run. In doing so, he became the youngest player in Sky history to hit his 500th home run. He was 12 Ooh. days younger than when Nate Riley hit his 500th. So, just days. worth noting. Worth noting as as Sanchez is one home ra- one home run away from breaking a tie with John Hayes for second most all time and currently sits uh, 267 home runs behind Nate Riley.
3: How old is Sanchez?
0: Sanchez is 33 years old. Excuse me, Sanchez is 21 years, or 21 home runs away uh, from uh, solo second. He is 33 years old, uh, 33 in a month, exactly. He is March 6th, 1993, that's his birthday.
3: Okay, fair enough. It's going to be close. He's going to have to play into his 40s like Riley did, I think.
1: He's got the he doesn't have the splits though. Riley was the the born in a lab better against lefties somehow. Ramon Sanchez as much as I love him isn't going to hit those home runs against the lefties, but you know, if he stays in Baltimore long enough, uh, he's going to push it.
0: That's the thing. If he stays in Baltimore long enough, he'll, he'll have the ballpark.
3: He'll push yep. it for sure. So that brings he's us He's going to need to hit He's going to need to hit like 40 a year. I hope he does it because then we'll have a home run king who deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. You heard me. I said it. (laughs) That brings us
0: to the Chicago Cubs. And there is, I don't think there's a trade that's been made more recently that is more of a head scratcher, head shaker, head disappointment than the Dylan Surrett deal. What could have been? What could have been? Chicago gave up. Last year's uh, East leader in wins went 24-1 with a 2.26 theory, and we'll talk about him more tomorrow, but they gave up Ken Hansen that deal. They gave up a 70 potential reliever in that deal, and Dylan Surrett had returned the favor by being a league average hitter that cannot play against lefties.
1: Well, I know I got this one wrong, because I think I said the, the, the phrase that if Surrett was somewhat healthy, but still the hitter we thought he was, that the floor of the deal was fair. And that if Surrett was the hitter we thought he could be from 2021 and healthy, then it was a steal for Chicago. Um, Neither of those were right. Uh, This is just really a head scratcher. I mean, Surrett, even though he can't hit against lefties, I've still got him 50 contact against righties. I feel like that warrants a little bit more than just over a 200 batting average over the last two years. Um, I really don't think I could have seen this one coming. That's a really tough scene, to be honest. Um, I don't know if you guys feel any different about that.
0: It's really. In the fun. last two years, he's played 150 games. So he's yeah. had the day-to-day injuries that have kept him uh, maybe out of it for a day or two. But he's been healthy, er, well, relatively healthy, on the field healthy. Yeah.
3: Um, but Yeah,
0: couldn't, couldn't have seen that produced. coming.
3: Yeah, I don't know how the 200 average – It's just really tough to be a league average hitter and hit 200. And somehow Surratt's found a way to do it, at least against righties. Um, I don't know what to think about the trade. Uh, I don't like guys like Dylan Surratt because they get hurt all the time. Um, But, I mean, he's what he is. I I don't see any reason to expect different this year. I mean, why is he magically going to learn how to hit? Don't think it's going to happen. Think he's going to hit 206? And produce two and a half war. Just as he did last year.
1: Yeah, I mean, 2021 really looks like an outlier, even if you look uh, at just right-handed hitting, or reverse righties, I should say. Um, he babbed really highly in 2020 and 2021, and since then has just been pretty low, like 250 might be his normal. And so, uh, for a guy with him who hits who hits for power and... Is probably more of like a 250 BABIP guy. Yeah, I mean, maybe like a 220 average is something you want to be like shooting for. But um, yeah, maybe expect another another win or something, a three and a half WAR guy or something like that. But maybe it's looking like he just, yeah, you know, he's not a high WAR or high BABIP guy. He hits for some power, but that's that's about it. It
0: doesn't help that he is in the wrong ballpark.
3: Yeah, that's, Chicago I... for
0: lefties 0.97 home runs for righties 1.06. Yep. Yeah. Ten percent point. It's ten percent. It's ten percent higher.
1: But um, but the lefty average, he gets a little bit of you know the boost, and so even does, with but it that, it doesn't
0: help that he's not someone that hits for average. He's someone that hits for power. Yeah,
1: yeah. He just really doesn't have the ball and play too much. <laughs>
0: um, he, I think at this point he is what he is. He's a two ten hitter. Going to OPS seven sixty. Yep. Play really good defense in left field. And cost Chicago two really good pieces in Hanson and Martinez.
3: I have a question. What's wrong with the Cubs? Like Or Van Dyke, excuse me, that's not Martinez. There was a there was a re- there was a period of time where we really liked the Cubs. We were buying Cub stock. What happened? This is also
0: worth noting. Um it's it's that the I think it's that the prospect didn't develop like we thought they were. Mike Verdon was a big piece of this. Mike Verdon as a starting pitcher 75 overall, 80 potential. He's not a starter. Not yep. a starter. He is the number five pitcher in the sky. He has an 80 fast one age changeup. That is awesome. He's an elite closer. He's not a starter. Yeah.
3: No, I think he's really good as a closer. Um, still, I, I, he not, would, not he is a sure. top three closer in the league. I'd be willing to say that. Maybe. Uh, don't think he's anywhere close to the number five pitcher in the sky. Uh, I'm not even sure he's a top 50 pitcher in the sky. Um, but, but, but he's good. Um, Jesse Hyde's still really good.
1: Hyde's really I, good. Losing music is another thing that hurt them for sure.
0: Uh, which is what oh, it yeah, is, music point. at this point is is okay. He's not elite by any stretch.
1: Oh, me? No, I mean, I, I meant losing to health. I mean, music is okay. nothing, nothing compared to what music was.
3: Music is so, also royal. So, yeah, it doesn't matter anyway. So. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it's just sad. I mean, this team has John Connor, for crying out loud. Former Still Las start. Vegas Knight. Former, like, every team in the league. Former Philly, former Twin, former everything. Yeah. Former Met. John. Oh, Con- he was a Met. He was I a Twin. I- Yes, I, I, I remember somebody saying that 30 seconds ago. Oh, it was me. Oh,
1: yes. I, I don't remember him being a twin in, in 2024. I'm behind, I remember in 25.
0: Behind Hyde, it's not pretty in the rotation. Um, yeah, it's, Palacios is what he is. He's a reliever. They have they an have elite bullpen. I feel very comfortable saying that between Palacios, Retzlaff, Michael Craig, Steve Lockhart. And if you want to throw Bird in there, that's fine. That is an elite bullpen. But getting to that is going to be an issue.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Sort of sad. They have this kid, Ernesto Hernandez, listed as a starter. And what I'm looking at, I don't think he's a starter. He's not.
0: I mean, he he got beat up in the spring. Mike Verdon got beat up in the spring. Kevin Lincoln had an elite spring, and I'm not sure he's anything good. He He was great
3: last year, so he could absolutely prove me wrong. But we've got the borderline starter tag on him, which concerns me. Ah, uh, the Jeff Garrity is also not a starter. He also had a spring. Ha! <laughs> that's fine. We have, I believe, Garrity Oof. is in AAA. Yes. Yeah, the, that's good. He's not ready for the uh, sky. He might the, not ever be. But
0: that—that's I mean. that, what the the, the rotation is what's going to make or break this team. I don't have any issues with the lineup. It is what it is. Uh, Benito Lopez needs to replicate what he did last year. He was a three war guy last year, as opposed to a two war guy who was the year before. But the difference was. Uh, an OPS raised uh, by 500. They still have Rich Francis, who had a really good year last year. Uh, is Freddie Fiallo good? He should be, right?
1: I think Freddie Fialo needs to get traded out of Chicago right now.
0: How is How is Freddie Fiallo not elite?
1: Well, I mean, you mentioned it before with the, the lefty power issues in Chicago. Right. Uh, and so that definitely hurts him. But those bars look just great, uh, even and versus the lefties. And the can
4: hit lefties.
1: Yeah, uh, that's what I'm saying. I think you, you, trade, him, you trade him right now um, and try and get as much as you can for him because he's not going to have a good season in Chicago again. Doesn't look like he ever has uh, I, for years.
3: I've long had a theory that the ballpark factors mean too much in the game engine. And, again, I don't mean that rudely because I still love the game. But, but I feel like the ballpark really hurts Fialo, and I feel like that's too bad because, you know, even – even if there's a ballpark factor that's 10%, you know, down on the home runs. You know, that costs him a couple of dingers a year. It shouldn't be this bad. Not a guy with – I mean, his ratings go 60, 75, 65, 55, 55. That should be juicy no matter which park you play in. So, I don't know. For a while, it was his defense. But now it's not even that because he's been DHing So
1: – Yeah, I mean, he put. A, I, I shouldn't say – he put a three-war – in 2024, probably as a DH. I don't know for a fact if he was it DH was then. He was as
0: a DH. He, yeah. Uh, yeah. A DH. So that's a good first season. He's been twice in his career, 2022, 2023. 200 games, they combined negative 27 zone rating.
3: Yeah. No, he's really bad in the field. That cost Chicago like a couple of wins over those two seasons. Now it probably wouldn't have made a big difference. But it would make Fialo's war numbers look a little better if he had been an everyday DH. Those were the years they had Eddie Manon. And so he DH'd and Fialo played first. So that was probably a mistake, but whatever. Andy Manon, what a guy. If the
1: Cubs are not contending around June, July, are you trading Jesse Hyde or are you trading everyone around him and rebuilding up around him?
0: So Jesse Hyde is 29. He just turned 29. Yep. His injury history is a little scary.
1: A little spotty, nothing major.
0: A lot of middling stuff, but when he was really young, that's when he had elbow, elbow inflammation that landed him on the DH four times. He's only been on the Dae. He was really healthy twenty twenty three, twenty twenty four. Missed time last year. Missed time in twenty twenty two. If this I've, is a team that's ten fifteen games under five hundred by the time that Junior or July gets here, I would put Jesse Hyde on the block. Whether or not I move him, if it's short of a haul, that's a different question. But I would put Verdin on the block, especially as a closer. I would put. All these guys in the block: Lockhart, even with that extension, Palacios, Reslav as an expiring deal, Soret, Francis. All these guys
3: I can would, be available. Be all I, can, I and, and if,
0: guys exactly, guys. and if and if I can get a deal, probably the that that uh, New York got for Sullivan, or a little more than that for Hyde, I'd be hard pressed to say
3: no. I remember last year when we did the Cubs. We talked about Jesse Hyde. Um, and obviously Ben wasn't here because D. Rich was, and we had a Jesse Hyde versus Chris Lamb debate over who you would rather have. And a lot of us took Hyde. Even I took Hyde, and I was the owner at that time of Lamb. Now it's an even more interesting question because my question is sort of related to who you would rather have, Hyde or Lamb. But as part of that, I want you to answer which injury history concerns you more. Hyde or Lamb?
2: I would say
0: Hyde. I think the rotator cuff is something that happens to some pitchers. Um, he has Lamb has less day-to-day stuff. He had this hamstring in 22, whatever. I think the rotator cuff is a flash in the pan. I think the fact that Hyde has more day-to-day injuries and had that elbow inflammation more often when he was younger I think that worries me just a bit more than Lamb.
3: Because Jesse Hyde now is rated better than Lamb. He
0: and I would rather have Hyde than Lamb, all things being considered. I would rather have Jesse Hyde. Um, but I think Lamb's injury history is less concerning, okay. based, based on what your question was. Ben?
1: It's pretty close, but <laughs> yeah. I, I think that Lamb's lack of recurring—he's uh, got the recurring back spasms. Those are day-to-day. Those are just BS maybe I missed a missed few days. I would probably have to take lamb contracts, not considered contracts considered. I might lean hide a little bit. He's making a little bit less over the next two years. And he's got a team option in the second or what the third year. Um, right. I'm off his page now, but he's, he's got a team option in his last year. Um, So you might get a little bit out of that, but it, I think, it, I think it's pretty close. I'm, I'm, I almost might lean if, if salaries involved, I'd lean hide. Uh, if it was straight up, I would lean lamb barely though.
3: It's just you can't you can't both, go wrong with either that's the important yeah part. no they're both really good pitchers but but no, I would put Jesse Hyde on the market I would i would I would do it. I don't think you build around a guy who is twenty nine already if he's twenty four then maybe, but I don't if know it, if it,
0: even it, if he's twenty seven I think it's worth noting but twenty nine
3: yeah I think
0: if if the if the Cubs are struggling come June to July, Jesse Hyde should
3: be on the block, yeah, it's Dan Vegas that is saying that this team looks like the next candidate to blow it all up and start over. And I think he might be onto something. And, and I he, would and before he, it's too he, late. And you
0: gotta look at the at the at the prospect pipeline. I mean what do they have what do the Cubs have coming up? They've got two top hundred prospects, only ten in the top five hundred. Like, yeah, that's they, not saying much even the even the Angels have fifteen of the top five hundred and our system
3: sucks. Yeah, they don't. I don't really love some of these guys. I don't really like this Gabe Dixon guy all that much. Although he does look like he can stay in center. So
0: I mean, he, if you if right. if you ever want to feel good about your system, just look at the Royals because they never
3: have anything. They only have one prospect in the top 500. I know. Yeah. I, I whatever. I th- again, the the less I can talk about the Royals, the happier man I am. I don't hate this Buen Rosto guy. I think he's all right. I think he can play center field. I like him, but uh. But, yeah, I, the Cubs need to rebuild. I think it's clear. I don't think this is a playoff team. Things have to go really well in the rotation for this to be a playoff team. So, yeah. Right, I, think I, I, think, I like this it, team more than Houston, but I don't think that I like them to make the playoffs.
0: No, th- this is a team that I could easily see if they sell everything off as a 50-52-win team and it's on the clock in the 2027 draft.
3: Yep. That, that That is the floor of this team. Yep. Oh, yeah. If, th- if things go bad, they could go really bad. So. Uh, should, we move on, should we move on to the next team? Yeah, who's next? That would be the
0: Milwaukee Brewers, who still have one of my favorite players in Sky and is not on the move yet. And do you know who that player is? Trent, do you know who that player is? Uh, Galindo? A it would Garrido? not be it would not be Juan Garrido, as much as I do like him. He's a better version of Jesus
3: Reynoso. I do like Juan Garrido. Um is it Justin Santoro? I know you've it's always not a, Justin I've,
0: Santoro. I've had a hard on for Justin Santoro and Ben will talk about Justin Santoro, but no, that's Brad Adams. Oh, oh well, yeah. I get should. hard looking and talking about Brad Adams. 75 contact. OSA has him at 80, 70 gap, 70 void K line drive hitter, four and a half WAR next year. Fuck, I need to change my pants. He is sexy. But then you but look then, at someone like Juan Garrido, who had his first full year in the sky last year, OPS 755, had a two-war. Uh, his batting dropped by 100 points. That's the big reason why his batting average dropped by 70 points, hit 34 home runs last year, though. He's still a very good pitcher. Abraham Delgado missed all of last year. Tours UCL in the very first inning of his very first game and missed the rest of the season. He is back. He had a very interesting spring training. He had two very good starts, uh, four very good starts, excuse me. Same between a very poor start. Uh, he is back. Adam Shaw looks like will be in the rotation, which should probably be the closer. That slider all the way down to 35. Yuck. He was acquired from Detroit in the offseason for a Preston game. That was a very Interesting deal. not a huge fan of anything that Milwaukee got back there besides uh, Hsu Chung Cheng Wang, a starter out of Taiwan. I would say he has not at 55 potential. He's an interesting little guy. Um, that was a very interesting deal. Kareem Dozier and Sumiya Gushikin behind him in the rotation and then John Bastian, who's, again, probably better off In the bullpen, Ryan Mead. they're holding down the closer spot. John Singer, another good reliever uh, ahead of him. And the biggest thing about this Brewers team, no more Ryan Wood. He walked in free agency. Uh, We mentioned him. He is now with the Mets, no name Wood, uh, a career Brewer. He had 34 war with the Brewers, and he's gone. He walked. This is a very different Milwaukee Brewers team than we've seen in years past.
3: Yeah. Suffice to say.
0: Still not that good.
3: Yeah, I don't think they're very good. I think the Brewers, we love our Andrew. I think he's an OG Skyliner. I think he's been here for the duration. There are he a has. lot of those guys yet left, all with the same team. I think he started with the Brewers. He's still with the Brewers.
0: I mean, people forget the very first team makes multiple Skyline Cup series in a row with the 01-03
3: Milwaukee Brewers. Yep. Before Baltimore did it, the last team to do it was the Milwaukee Brewers. Mind and you, they
0: didn't win any, and I think no, they
3: won no. six games or something, but
0: Milwaukee made it three times in a row. Big thanks to Juan Ramos. Well, that was the Juan Ramos,
3: uh, Dante Harge Brewers, as I looked at. Dante them. Harge, what a guy. He's always the answer to a trivia question. Um, but, yeah, I, Andrew drafts well. The, where did Brad Adams come from? Yep, drafted by the Brewers first pick that year fifth overall but he doesn't trade well no he does not he does not trade well now he does not trade often and then when he does it doesn't go well and so i think this is why brewers rebuilds which obviously they're in now are always sort of weird because you're never happy with what they get back from their trades because he traded one john pierre to san francisco that was roundly criticized it was awful that looked um, like it looked like a salary dump. It was awful, and John Pierre's really good pitcher, but 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 he always drafts well. He drafted Pruitt Ryan yeah. Pruitt back in the day. He drafted Brad Adams. He always drafts well. Uh, Juan Garrido was an I F an I A F A. So. Andrew's got an eye for talent. He's just not good at trading. And I, I think that's why Brewers rebuilds are always weird to watch. Right. So I don't know, because I agree with Jake. I don't really like Adam Shaw. I don't have any idea why you trade away a guy uh, uh, like Wong Wang eh, uh, to to get a guy like Adam Shaw and Preston Gain. I think Gain had, there are people in the sky who think that Preston Gain is like the second coming of Jesus. Uh, I am not one of those guys, so I wouldn't be in it. But I think you could have gotten a lot more than that for Preston Gain.
0: I think you could have. And we mentioned this earlier. So we mentioned the 01 to 03 Brewers made the Skyline Cup Series. Trent, do you know who the 2000 Brewers GM was?
3: No, I have no idea.
0: Ben, do you know who the 2000 Brewers GM was? Oh my gosh, it was Ben Diego. It was Ben Diego. Ben, would you like to talk about your former team?
1: I uh, don't know about it, but just for history's sake, I'm a history asshole, so I had to
0: mention. Yeah, you sound a little weird there, Ben.
1: Uh, you're not able to hear me right now.
0: Oh well, yeah, a little better, not as well as we were though.
1: Okay, yeah, I know. I, uh, yeah, much I don't
3: better. remember anything about it,
1: but just you know, I'm a history asshole, so just gotta make sure,
3: gotta make sure history's right. Ben, Ben Diego, Ben Walkie, right? Somebody, we're trying to put it together. Ben Ben Diego sounds so much better than Ben Walky. Ben Walky, yeah. Ben Walky sounds like a venereal disease. Yeah, heard that's deadly. Who did you catch that from? Uh, Ben's Mike has venereal disease right now, so I don't know what's going like? on.
0: Um, so. but besides, Adams Garrido, Delgado is a solid core. Delgado's only twenty-four, Adams is twenty-seven, is twenty-six. That's a solid core to build around.
3: Yeah, I think all those they guys have need to go. the time to build around them. No, I think all those guys need to go. I think they need to be on the block already. And he needs he needs he needs a a skyline buddy to text trades to. There that is, is honestly I,
0: something that I have always loved this is whenever I'm on the block, whenever – you you have ha, you have received more DMs from me probably than anyone about, this is a deal I'm looking into. What do you think of this? And I've sent you DMs. I've sent JP DMs. I've sent Atlanta DMs. It I is have,
3: important to have a Sky buddy. I, you always need somebody to reach out to to say, hey, can you look over this deal for me? I have three, four guys that I always go to, usually the same guys. Jake's on that list. There are some others. They know who they are. Don't want to give away all my secrets, but uh, not like anybody needs the Philly secret. Um, but <laughs> the, but but but, yeah, no, I think that's what Andrew needs. So somebody reach out to Andrew, buy him a glass of Chardonnay and tell him that he needs to go over a trade with somebody that you'll do that with him so that he can, you know. Get better at trading. I don't know. Because he's not good at trading. He's good at drafting. If he were good at trading, he'd be fantastic because he's so good at drafting. Yeah, his buddy should be Sterling. Is Sterling good at trading? I think he's no. better than
1: Andrew. The Simpsons don't trade well?
3: Sterling, Sterling's not that good
0: at, at trading either. <laughs> and yes, Ben, we hear you just fine. Oh, that nice. was good.
3: That worked. Cool. good. Yeah. So, Jingles said that <laughs> Andrew reaches out to Matt for <laughs> trade advice. And with that Jason's we, right. Jason's right. We can be done with the Milwaukee Brewers. Uh here's here's my question for you. Let's say
0: that Greg Webb, which again, let's who knows if he spends the entire year in, in the majors. So let's say that Greg Webb spends the entire year in the majors like he did last year. Over under batting average of one ninety
3: five. Uh I'll take the under just to be, you know, sexy about it. Uh, yeah, under. He had
0: 235 strikeouts last year to go along with 30 home runs. Greg yes. Webb from the shortstop position. What a guy. That's funny. 30 home runs, 22 stolen bases, and 235 strikeouts. All while being
3: an awful shortstop. Minus seven and a half. Why is he so bad at short? That doesn't make sense based on what I'm looking at. That
0: doesn't make sense to me either. Maybe he was learning it last year. Maybe he was a career second baseman or a right fielder. I don't know.
3: Regardless, Greg Webb, what a guy. How was he worth one war? 30 home runs, I guess. Damn. I don't have any idea what to do about this line. This is a weird guy. One team left of the center. You know who that is? It's the team with four aces. It's those is it, Well, St- three aces now. Three, That's, only three. It's those St. Louis
0: Cardinals. It is the St. Louis Cardinals. This is an interesting team. If they knew how to protect guys during Rule 5, this team would look a lot better.
3: I had this conversation today on Slack. Can you imagine this team with those four guys? Oh, my gosh. It's oh my what, Savedra,
0: Matheson, Chavez, and who's the fourth?
3: Uh, Murdoch. It's Murdoch. That's right. Although that was St. Louis Jason to be fair. It was fair. Jason, yeah. But, that's, but still, they'd have the players. I mean, yes, that's not Tyler's fault. I agree. We cannot blame Tyler for that one. But they would have Murdoch at first base, which means you don't have to sign Austin Haggerty. I don't dislike Austin Haggerty, and I don't think he got him at a bad price. I would. I like Austin. Him. I did, I had no issues with the signing. No, no, that's fine. But you don't need him. And you spend that ten million dollars elsewhere. If and I, they trade him, if maybe, but you don't need Brent Woodruff, and although he's not a terrible little player, I guess I, but, you don't need
0: Josh Hunt. You don't need uh, you don't need Greg Welch. I, I get
3: what you're saying. You you um, have you have some more assets. Um now we do need the constitutionally mentioned or the constitutionally mandated mention of Uzdemir Sezjin. One of the coolest names in the sky, eighty eighty name, fifty sixty player to my scout. He is my rookie Love of him. the year pick. No one can take that from me. Love him. I don't think he's eligible. Had hundred and thirty four at bats last year. He better fucking be eligible.
1: I don't know how it works.
3: I don't know yeah. either. We don't know well, how it works either. I'm picking him for Rookie
0: of the Year, and if he's not eligible for Rookie of the Year, I'm making sure that he's eligible for Rookie of the Year.
3: <laughs> love this Ostemir, but, but yeah, no. But he can play everywhere. I mean, he's fine. It's short. I love him. It's short. But
0: I think you need 156 plate appearances in the previous season to be ineligible. And I don't think oh, he's out
3: there. 142. You'd be correct. If Awesome. That
0: is he's cool. eligible. So Ostemir Seg's again is my rookie of the year pick in the West, and no one can take that from me. I
3: like that one. I he's like a that Christmas one. birthday. Oh, uh, and he's from Germany, the birthplace of Christmas. Isn't that, isn't that true? I think it is. I don't fucking know. I'm Jewish. Oh, that's true. Ben, are you Jewish?
1: Uh, no, but I don't know either.
3: Okay. Uh, but yes, Ozdemir says, Jin, love the name, love the player. I think There's, there's no one. reason
0: that this shouldn't be a 12, 15 triples per guy. Triples per year guy.
3: Oh, yeah. Well, I think there's more in that bat, too. Right? Like, this is a guy yeah. who OPS 900, I think. And that could get sexy really quickly. So, I, mean, I think
0: the, the, the reason
3: he won't OPS 900 is because he doesn't have the power. He doesn't have the pop. But if he has 15 triples, maybe. I mean, it, if, you, if you told me this
0: guy, when he retires, is the career leader in triples, I wouldn't bat an
3: eye. Yeah. I've loved this guy since he was a babe in the woods. He's 23. That's the other thing that's sexy. I love me my Ozdemir.
0: You know what I love about Ozdemir?
3: That his name is besides.
0: Throw him anywhere besides catcher and third base, he's elite in the field. First base, elite. Second shortstop, elite. Left and right, elite. Have you seen his
3: outfield numbers? They're 45, 80, 70. So beautiful. So beautiful. Oh, he is... I love me my Ozdemir. Yeah, no, I reached out... The other thing that's interesting about the Cardinals, because I'm not sure the modern-day Cardinals are all that interesting. Oh, by the way... Oh, I could talk to you all day about the modern-day Cardinals. Wait, real-life Cardinals? Not the real-life Cardinals. The oh. the, the, the modern-day Cardinals are not all that interesting, I don't think. I mean, although... Is Jesus Sana good? I think he's always been good, and we just don't like it.
0: We don't. Because he's a 40 contact
3: guy. Yes. He's always been good. And we don't like the fact that he's always good. I hated on this guy when he was a prospect. And of course, he's the only third baseman ever. And truckloads of them have ratings like this to ever be good. He's always good. He's always on the block. And he's always good. And nobody ever trades for him. Because Skyline hates guys with this sort of bars. And yet, he's always good. Somebody should trade for him. I've got
1: a fun game for you guys with St. Louis starting pitching.
3: I'm ready. Because everyone
1: knows St. Louis had four aces, has three now. But there's four guys on St. Louis that are listed as starters. Can you guess any of them?
3: Well, isn't one of them Lorenzo Dettini?
2: No. He is borderline.
1: I will say Ben Holtz. Of anyone listed as a starting pitcher right now, for me, for the Cardinals, is the only one listed as a starter. We've got uh, a couple I... other guys who are okay. We've got Dave Koch, who's listed as a starter, or is a starter, listed as a reliever right now. And Bobby Muniton also a starter. And if we go all the way down, Joe Tart is the fourth starter, according to OOTP's current role bullshit in this rotation.
3: I have Datini as a starter.
1: I'm borderline.
3: I so does OSA have him as a starter. I have news for St. Louis Tyler. Datini, yeah, he's a starter now. Think I'm confident.
1: I I still only have fifty change up. I, I feel like that's gotta
3: be sixty. I have fifty-five change up, and I think he'll be alright. I'm Maybe 55 will work.
0: On on Dave what do you guys have for Dave Coke?
1: Well, as a relief, well, okay, I mean, his pitches, I've got 65 fastball with 70 potential, 60-60 changeup, 65-70 splitter.
0: Yeah, this so guy should like, be a starter. It's it's also Coke. It's not Coach. I don't care what the fuck you say. It's Dave Koch.
3: Uh, 65-75 fastball,
0: 65-65 changeup, 65-70 splitter.
3: Yeah, I, I think he should be a starter. Fuck the 45 stamina. I'm not worried about that at all. Like the guy a lot. Wasn't there a mayor of, like, New York whose name was spelled like this, and it wasn't it pronounced Koch? Ed Coach? Koch? Ed, Koch? Ed Koch. Ed Koch. Koch? You can yeah. say it 87 ways. because
0: of, uh, what was it? It was a John Mulaney and Nick Kroll, uh, Oh, Hello on Broadway Netflix special. Love John
3: Mulaney. Okay. Wow. I missed all of that. Um, Edwin Bonias <laughs> not a starter. Is, uh, did you guys name Jaden Fraser?
1: Uh oh Kelly. no, I I miss Jaden Fraser. Yeah, you're right.
2: Jaden yeah, Frazier's decent. Yeah, he's Jayden a Jaden four- Frazier's arguably
0: like their best pitcher last year. He was a two and a half four guy last
3: year. You know, he's a pretty good pitcher. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's a good yeah, they, he should start. He should be off this team.
0: You know what? You know what? To make general happy, it's Dave Coach. Guys happy with that? Or Dave Koch? It's Koch. You don't like Koch, it's Koch.
1: I'm not saying I, the name again.
3: You don't like Coch? Listened, listened. I'm
1: staying out of it.
3: Yeah, I know. <laughs> this is no good comes from this conversation. I just wanted to talk about the New York mayors. New York mayors amuse me for reasons I'm unaware of. Um, in any event, Dave Koch is like Billy Koch, right, from the real life Blue Jays. Good job by Cheryl. Um, but no, all these other guys, I think Bobby Muniton should start.
0: Bobby Muniton should start. Here's a here's a trivia question for you. Bobby Muniton was acquired from the California Angels in the Francisco Mondragon trade. Can you name the other two prospects that are acquired with Munitin in the Mondragon trade?
3: One of them was JJ DJ. One of them was Bithara Jajaningrat. Jajan we'll tomorrow. And I do not remember other the other prospect. I do not remember the third. <laughs> I already looked it
1: up so I, I quit.
0: Nathan Banning who is now back on the, the uh the Angels.
3: Incredible. I, for a while, I was going to say Morton Judson because I remember him being an Angel yeah. he was the Rule Five guy.
0: He was the one-one Rule Five guy last year, in
3: Judson. So, yeah.
0: um, there's a reason we left him
3: unprotected. Yes, Morton Judson. That's also a fun name. All right, From, what I want to uh, talk I, about. Uh, what I want to yeah. talk about with the Cardinals because I don't care who this team starts. I think this team they might be better than the Brewers. But this team's, I'm buying Cardinal stock because I think this team has a future. And I will b-
0: buy twenty thirty Cardinal stock.
3: Right, and that's because this team's farm is legit, folks. This team's farm is good. Hector Flores is a good prospect. I'm, i have very mixed feelings about Jake Spears. He's the number four prospect in Sky. Jake Spears is a closer. I'm very in that
0: because that changeup is not coming in. I, I love to want anyone year, to year, think year. that changeup is coming in. Jake Spears changeup is not coming in.
1: I, is I Bernie love- Serrato's curveball coming in?
3: I think it is. I
0: Bernie's- think there's a better chance of Bernie Serrato's curveball coming in than Jake Spears changeup coming in.
3: Who's Bernie Sanders here? Who are we talking about? Who is Bernie this guy? Serato, Serrato, S E R R A T O, number 44 prospect in Sky. Oh, okay. We're doing somebody different now.
1: He's um, got a decent bender.
3: This is not. This is not the Cardinals anymore.
2: Yes, this it is. This is the Cardinals.
3: S-E-R-R-A-T-O. A-T-O. Bernie Serato. Springfield Cardinals. Yeah. I like his curveball's chances better, but I don't like that pitcher quite as much. Um, But, yeah. If um, you were to give me a fully-developed Jake Spears
0: compared to Bernie Serato, give be me Spears all day long. I mean, oh, yeah, oh, that's what I know. Yeah,
3: I'm fully-developed.
0: Really what are you talking about? Yeah.
3: Gary Sheffield's a nice prospect. Now, by the way, Tyler, get him the fuck out of A. Dear God, you guys. This guy could not I think this has range. to
0: just do based off this. He should be in single way. Yes, right now. You
1: he could, play just, plus, nah. he could play a plus easy.
0: You could play a And also I think that, I think they need to teach him first base. Cause I think he can hang at first base with 35 range, 40 error, and 55 arm.
1: Yeah. He's six, five. He'll be a good first baseman. No doubt. Yeah, no,
0: that'll He'll stick
1: there more the than the outfield. 45 with 45 range,
0: range. I wouldn't hate trying out in the outfield a little longer. Oh, I don't I to the outfield until he sucks.
3: Uh, I have a question: Does the 70 error and 65 arm cover up the 45 range at all?
0: To an extent, I think he would be a little better than Gabe Sandoval right now in the outfield, and I think that's the best comparison. If he gets left, right? If he, because if he gets up his, to 50 range, by all means, start him in in the corner outfield position. Because in
3: his minor league career, Gary Sheffield has a positive zone rating.
0: And I don't hate that. At forty five fifty, I don't mind playing that starting in the outfield. Once it gets down to thirty five forty, that's when I say no, sir. But forty five, I'm willing to start in the outfield as long as the
3: bat backs it up. Yep. Yeah. No. This. 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 Uh, my. My only point is that I'm buying Cardinal stock for the future because this farm is good and legit. And all Tyler has to do is start protecting guys in Rule Five instead of chatting about how many aces he has. Because then this team will be better and everything will be fine. Like, really? In three years.
0: In fine. three years. How many good starters do these, Car- do these Cardinals have?
3: Oh, I think they could have four or five.
0: Not How many good starters do they have in three years?
3: Well, I think Datini's a starter. So I'm going to count him. I think Ben Holt is a starter. So I'm going to count him. And I think he's good. Okay? Um, I'm worried about Benia, so not him. Ben Holt's also 28 years old. Yeah, but I think they still have him. Turning here. 29 during this season, I believe. It'll be late this season. He turns 29 in September. This is age 28 year. He'll be all right. Uh, I think Pal Ghani's, oh, his career's over, so he can't count. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. Jake Spears probably not, but the guy Serato's probably all right. I just really like the Cardinals. I'm not. They can find like a number three, four starter. They can find an ace if they need to. Once I like Serato starts- Holt,
1: and maybe the guys who last name I can't say. Coach, Kosh coach,
3: and coach. Ed
1: Coach, 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 Coach.
3: Coach. Maybe it should be Coach like Kosher.
1: I don't give a shit. He's going to be. He's maybe he'll be if when he's good. I'll try and learn how to say his name.
3: Yeah. All right. in any and in he, any event. Anything more with the Cardinals? Yeah, know the Cardinals. I was, was trying hour to 45 Mark. I was trying to talk Tyler in to being on the sheep stakes for lamb cuz I thought that would have been a nice play for him to get a real ace. Were you asking for Osen or Seskin? I did. I, well, we didn't get very far. He sort of ghosted me, but I I still contend that that would have been a good move for Tyler. Oh well. Neither you nor there. All right. We've Let's get out of the Central. Central.
0: We'll let the newbie, Ben Diego, start out. Ben, how does the Central shake out this year?
1: All right. I'm taking the Rockies to win the Central. Um, Kind of a lame chalk situation here. And then I'm going to go with Texas Rangers, uh, Chicago White Sox. Um,
2: I'll take the Astros fourth, the Royals fifth, Cubs sixth, Brewers seventh, Cardinals eighth.
3: I will take the Rockies to win the division. I'm going to take the Chicago White Sox in second place. Um, And then I'm going to take the Rangers in third. Uh, I will take the Cubs in fourth, uh, just so that I don't have to say Kansas City for longer. Um, Kansas City in fifth. uh, Houston in sixth. I'm going to put, put the Cardinals in seventh and Milwaukee in eighth. I, you
0: know what, I'll do what I did last year, because fuck it. Give me the White Sox in first, Rockies in second, the Rangers in third, Royals in fourth, Astros in fifth, Cubs in sixth, Cardinals in seventh, Brewers in eighth.
3: I want that White Sox stock.
0: I want all of the White Sox stock.
3: Well, yeah, you Robert. win it hard with the first place White Sox. I like it. The Paleo's win the Central. It's going to bite me in the ass. I don't fucking care. I love it. Yeah, it's not like we give you extra beer or whatever it is you're drinking. When you I would drink. love extra beer, though. I, I have two more beers left, but, you know, you can't have any, so. What type of beers? I have a Spottin and a Yingling Lager. You like Yingling. Delicious. Yingling is
0: sold in Illinois or, uh, or Missouri, so whenever I uh, drive back from Dayton, I buy my dad a
3: case of Yingling. There you go. Spaten's a good German beer. Mmm, delicious. Um. Love the Germans, like Ozdemir says, Jin. Jake, remind us, who won the Pacific last year? So, Trent, remind us, before we were all fuck-a-mean, who did we hate? We hated
2: Dustin.
0: Fuck Dustin. Fuck the Mariners. Do you know how many teams lost more war over the soft season than the
3: Mariners? Zero? Zero. Wow. Wow. Who did they lose? Oh, they lost Tarkini. Lost
0: Tarcini. Uh That was the biggest one because he was worth, I believe, yeah, he was he's worth like a, He was worth like four a, and a half war. He's a five war player. Yep. Um, They still have Raimundo, who had four and a half war. I don't understand how Raimundo is that good. He has not missed a game, however, in four years. He hasn't missed a game since 2022. He I don't
1: get Raimundo.
0: Each of the last three years. He said, He's averaged 30 home runs each of the last three years. How is Edwin Raimundo
3: good? I don't have any problem with him being good. I have a problem with the 30 home runs in Montreal or in, in uh, Seattle. That's what I have a problem with. Well, that's how he's good. I don't even care. I don't even, I don't even care that he stays healthy. Whatever. That I'm fine with. Whatever. So he hasn't necessarily lost Cal Bunning, but Cal
0: Bunning is currently a free agent. He was worth three war last year. Lost Adam Klaus, who's worth a war last year. Uh has gone, I believe. He was worth three and a half war last year. Yeah. Um, so they I lost pieces, but knowing Seattle, he'll somehow replace him. Yeah, they got Willie? Jo- like who the fuck is Jonathan
3: Wimbush? He got who is Jonathan year. Wimbush? He was a rookie also- year last year. Who the fuck is Jonathan Wimbush? that's, that's a seventy 75- five Jonathan
1: 75. Wimbush is in my nightmares.
3: Jonathan Wimbush. Love him. So this Love is a different
0: him. question. I asked this on Slack a few days ago, but, but Ben, I don't think I got an answer from you. Who's your least favorite player in Sky history?
1: Uh, that's a tough one. Um, cause, Cause Jose Galvez did give us in trouble for a lot of years as did Arturo Alvarado, but I respect the Mariners far too much to, to really hate on them. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't hate a ton of players too much. It's more in the moment. I was hating Alex DeHeda
2: a lot quite a bit this last year. Eric DeHeda, excuse me. Um, Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, don't. I gave my answer. You
0: did. You did give your answer. Um, I respect that. This is an interesting Mariners team. I mean, you look at the top three, and of course the top three is still there. Turner-Perezic Fields, the the Mariners have always prided themselves on pitching. They still have that this year. Miguel Benavidez, in most of the parks that he will play in, will work. He gave up 38 home runs last year, but he also led the league in Babbitt last year. I'm interested to see how Miguel Benavidez follows that year up, because he was really good through the minors. He was good last year, four and a uh, 4.5 fit, but a 3.5 ERA for, for our war to two war, so that's going to be interesting to see how that follows, how he follows that up. I
3: will yeah. give you an answer to that question. There is no yes. chance that he's this good. I'm going to play the role of D. Rich. There is no chance he's that good. So We're the 240 Babbitt, the, Babbitt is, gonna the 240
0: come. Babbitt is going to rise for sure. Yep. That's going to rise up to 290. But the difference is, is that ERA raised to five? Does it raise to 3.7? Because those are two very different numbers.
3: Yeah, I just, I, I, I think he's still going to strike guys out. But if the Babbitt goes up, the whip's gonna go up. That's gonna hurt. It's gonna hurt. And he's still gonna give up the dingers. Do you know like, how I didn't he's realize thinking? his whip last year was sub one? I know. He's incredible. Well, that's because he doesn't walk anybody. And he's not gonna walk anybody, right? So that's fine. But these are weird that never have we seen guys. I do not remember guys with ratings like this. Like 70. Uh, he, 30, 70? Who has ratings like that? Team. He's on the perfect team
0: because he gets to go to Seattle. he gets to go to Los Angeles twice a year, California twice a year, Oakland twice a year, and Los Angeles and uh excuse me, San Francisco twice a year. Yeah, Those I are guess. four elite pitcher ballparks.
3: I guess. Hey, by the way, did you hear that uh the Mariners have Alex Rivera? A different Alex Rivera. But it
0: always yeah, tore apart triple A the last two years.
3: Yeah, I so think for the pros.
0: Pre season pod the last two years saying that he's ready. And he didn't exactly let spring training know that he was ready. He had a six fifteen OPS, but the last two years in triple A or the last three years in Triple A, excuse me, he's been pretty good. Well, um I'm excited. Uh, if if I was not a Pacific GM, I'd be very excited to see what Alex Rivera could do in the majors.
1: It is just the absolute perfection of Sky that Mike Tarkini has replaced with a clone of Mike Tarkini, because that's what Dustin fucking does. Tell me, Alex Cervier is not Mike Tarkini.
0: Yeah, absolutely is. Better splits for lefties than righties by a decent amount.
1: He replaced him with top, a cheaper right? version. Fielder? A is fan a favorite.
2: He's a younger version.
1: A cheaper, younger fan favorite. This is what Dustin does. I look at Dustin's team at the surface. I take a skim and I'm like, wow, this team looks like shit. They lost almost 12 war. This lineup looks weak. And then I look at each individual players and I realize that, you know, no matter who Dustin loses, he's going to find a guy in the minors or he's got a guy in his own minors that he's just going to plug back into the lineup. He's got the devastating pitching staff. And I just, I can never count out the Mariners. It's you know just who, insane.
0: So my guess for who the four-war guy is this year that randomly pops up is Matt
3: Sack. Oh, yeah. This guy's, this guy looks a lot better than he played last year. Did he get hurt? Right. <laughs> Why is he so crappy last year? I don't know. Probably, uh, I don't know. I don't fucking yeah. know. All right. Yeah, no, I like Matt Sack. I think that uh, Ben has it right, though, that the X factor for this team is Rivera, because that's the replacement for Tarquini, like Ben said. If Rivera gets hurt, which is possible, not the healthiest guy in the world, then the Mariners could struggle a little bit. That would be a big, because I don't see a lot of internal replacements, right? It would be somebody who's just not as good as Alex Rivera. The
0: former uh, Kansas City Royal, Steve DeLucian, I guess is.
3: It's it's not it would not be as for pred- a
0: former California angel in Cincinnati Red, Luis Torres, uh, Luis Torres, who famously had a negative two OPS plus last year in 117 plate appearances.
3: It's always fun when guys have a negative OPS. I sort of like it when they have a low positive OPS, a little better, like seven. I like
0: it when they have the negative OPS plus over a decent amount of sample size, because that's what Torres had last year. That was a decent sample size.
4: But Zach yeah.
1: is a pretty, pretty big X factor himself. Uh, yep. for Goso's put up almost three and a half war. He put up three and a half war, two years ago, at 3.3 last year. I, I imagine that's, that's his de facto replacement. Maybe Pedro Ramirez against lefties. He was another guy who just, you know, Dustin's going to find him in, in free agency and sign as a minor leaguer. And he's just going to put up two war against left-handed pitchers or something.
3: Plug in. I, I am yep. shocked
0: that, uh, what's his name? Who, uh, uh, Santiago. Willie Santiago didn't somehow end up in Seattle. Like, that shocked me. Doesn't Willie Santiago seem like the perfect Tacoma, Raider, uh, Tacoma Rainier?
3: Oh. Oh. Darn it. I hate it when sh- sh- Cheryl makes good points. Here's my pick for the random four-war season. Vincente Talavera. What do we call Dustin Jake? He's the what? The catcher whisperer. The catcher whisperer. Watch Vincente Talavera hit 40 home runs mysteriously this season.
0: Who was the old uh, lefty catcher that always showed out for him? That ended up in Philly for like a season and sucked.
3: You mean Camacho? It was really Camacho. Or Sedano is the other guy who I remember. Oh, Sedano, that's who I'm thinking of. But oh, it was Felix Camacho. Felix Camacho's who I'm Camacho is Camacho. And then Felix Camacho was a Diamondback for a while. But yeah. Who's- Traded for, uh, was it Tobias Martinez? Who? Me? Are you talking the, the Camacho? Arizona
0: traded. Arizona ended up trading a really good relief pitcher prospect for Camacho.
3: I don't remember. I'd have to look it up. I, I remember I traded a catcher prospect for Camacho. Ah,
1: I was I was muted, but I was screaming about Willie Redeno. Willie,
0: Willie Redeno. Feels Rodano. Camacho was traded for... Hector Zaragoza and Ron Dorita
3: Oh my God! It was Ron Uh oh.
0: And Hector Zaragoza who was who was a rookie of the year, or reliever of the year winner with Pittsburgh. Wow! That was a uh, that
3: was a fritzy trade. That was a Fritz von Air trade. That was a fr- fritzy. Shame on you, fucking Dorita. The but yes, no. Willie Redeno had. Four-time All-Star Willie Rodano, by the way. Oh, my God. He's got two rings, four All-Star appearances. He had two war, two 2.7 war, two war, then 0. 0.8 war, 4.6 war, and then two and a half war for Seattle. And then in two years after that, he was retired. Over under, that's what Dustin does.
0: Over under 25 home runs for, Vincent, for Vincente Talavera.
3: Oh, over. Over.
1: He's just he's going to do it.
3: He hit 33 last year in Clinton. So, yeah, he'll do it. The only other guy that I want to make mention of, just because I think it's interesting, is Felix Salgado is now a Mariner.
0: He is, was he? He is, he has 506 home runs in his career.
3: Yep. Felix Salgado is an interesting Hall of Fame case.
0: I'm not convinced he's a Hall of Famer.
3: Yep, he's got 500 home runs, and I really don't want to vote for him. And there's going to be a whole lot of people really mad at me for not voting for him. Because JP's going to be mad, and Zach is going to be mad. Yeah. But I don't is, want
0: to vote is, for is, him. Is Theo Salgado a Hall of Famer? Because yeah. I remember when Salgado first came up, yep, Zach was convinced he was going to be a Hall of Famer. Yep. And Zach is close to being right.
3: Yep. Yep, that's a good question for the sky. Anybody still listening at 11.42?
0: He's going to end up being a uh, Covelli-Villegas case where he's going to be 40, 60, and he's not going to end
3: up in the Hall of Fame. I hope this is not true. Jangles just wrote he might break the all-time hits record. So
0: he has 2,700 hits. He He would need to be in the sky for probably three or four more years. Only one player in sky history has 3,000 hits. He has exactly 3,000. He has exactly 3,000 hits. That is the greatest player in Sky history, John Hayes. He has 3,000 on the dot.
3: Right. Salgado
0: is in fifth currently, 102 hits short of second, Jim Brandon, who nearly made the Hall of Fame. He's gotten better each year. He, in his past voting, had 58.6% of the vote.
3: Damn. C Boyle, boy. Salgado. Interesting case. It is. The, yeah, what hurts tough. What hurts Salgado is the WAR numbers, and that's because, because he was never a good fielder. He, he was, was never a, he never played he was defense his entire career. Boy, oh boy! If he ends up, who has the second most hits in Skyline history? Jim
0: Brandon.
1: Jim Brandon.
3: With what?
0: 27—28-11. So Salgado is one hundred and two short of tying Brandon.
3: Yeah, no, I think that I think that Salgado probably ends up with the number two. You think he ends up? I
0: I could see him ending up around twenty eight fifty because I'm not even sure he's, he retires after this year.
3: No, I think he's going to end no. up two in hits. And I think what he's done, he's going to have five hundred and seventy five if he plays for two more years. That's probably a little high. Five fifty home runs. Do you keep a guy like that out of the Hall of Fame because he's only got fifty WAR? Damn, that's hard.
1: I don't to know if he can.
3: He's got a. His career triple slash is two ninety three three sixty five twenty two. That's sort of sexy. That so is. I've, I've got a
0: question for
3: you. Why is Ryan Pruitt not a Hall of Famer? Yeah,
1: played too well, many years in El Paso. He didn't.
3: He didn't. Because uh, he didn't. He didn't uh, play for enough years. Period. He was only in the. He was only in the league for ten years. Eleven years. Like he almost I, mean, I is think not he should have been in the league the for
0: longer. That's the funny thing. I mean, you look at career right. OPS. He's the fifth highest OPS in Sky history.
3: Oh yeah. He I think he he and Fleming are the only guys with a career OPS over nine hundred that are not active, not in the hall.
0: Uh that is actually not true. Really? There are Fer- other
3: Oh, is it
2: Fleming,
0: Ferret the Ferret Chiara Monte the John Schwab Tim Kaufman nice. and Pruitt are the guys that's six guys not in the Hall of Fame not active Out the only reason Pruitt's not in the Hall of Fame practice. is health
3: yeah well he I didn't mean, get hurt a lot his first Pruitt, five years all time
0: in OPS
3: yeah
1: but look at his look after his first five years look at his career he he didn't play a lot of games he wasn't good
0: 40-war, 39-war, and he was a corner outfielder. So nothing elite, but I'm just saying fifth all-time in OPS. That's worth noting.
3: Yeah, no, I think the case that Ben is making, and again, it's not a bad case, is that he was 29 and washed up. We're going to put a guy who was 29 and washed up in the hall? I mean, I argue he was 33 and had no OPS in in 9-15. Ryan Fruitt,
0: Ryan. I'd I'd argue teams just blackballed him and didn't keep him in the league long enough.
3: Maybe. I don't know. That's weird. Yeah, I, I don't know what to do. That's why voting for the Hall of Fame is tough. It's supposed to be tough. It was just so, no good. You
0: no. Know, so instead of moving on to the next team, which we easily could do, we could easily, easily move on to the Knights. Instead, I'm going to ask this question.
3: Trent. Know. What?
0: If you were on the Hall of Fame Veterans Committee, what two or three players would you put in the Hall of Fame that are
3: currently not in the Hall of Fame? Um, probably, I would probably put in Chiara Monte, um, just because I think he's, uh, pretty deserving. Um, and did Andy Vaughn ever make it? Because he's another one that I would put in. Um, I like him.
0: Andy Vaughn fell off about because he was not voted for in one of the six years that we had Hall of Fame voting before we right. cut down
3: the right. restrictions. So Andy Vaughn I would put in and Chiara Monte. I think those are the only two that I would put in that have fallen off the ballot that I can think of right now on the spot. Ben, I'll ask you the same question. Uh-oh. I can't, think of many,
1: I can't think of many that have fallen off just because I don't uh, – don't have quite as much of the longevity. Um, the three on my ballot that I've been voting for every year since God knows when are Ben Duncan, DJ Hoover, and Eddie Lehman. I would love all three of those guys to get in. Um, but obviously, those guys are still on the ballot. so
3: I... Ben Duncan and uh, DJ Hoover had very, very similar careers. They're actually really, really close.
1: Yeah, and so I just throw both of them on there usually. And then Lehman, of course, I'm, I'm kind of, you know, got the soft spot for the top closer of his era and, and stuff like that and the, all the, the reliever of the year awards. So I truly believe he's, he's got to get in because we've got so many guys that are talked about so much in the human era, uh, especially lately. Like we just brought up Brian Green, guys like that. And we just need to get that precedent through so that great relievers can get in, uh, inducted the Hall of Fame.
3: I do not think Ben Duncan has a losing record. That's what Cheryl just asked.
1: Um, in the MLB, he does not have a losing record. He is plus 59. in yeah, wins. No. Not is. even close. Yeah, that is wrong. Good. Um, he only un- had one losing, one full losing season in his career.
0: Which was, what, 10, 13 in
1: 1993? Yes. When he
0: still like had 10.5 Ks per nine, it was still a really good year. I actually only
1: yeah yeah because 99 was the only other losing quote unquote half a year
0: I understand the arguments for Duncan I don't think he'll ever be on my ballot I had Joey Thomas at the beginning I don't think I'll have Thomas on my ballot as much as James would love me to have Joey Thomas on my ballot uh, I think I'm with Trent I think I would have two guys for the veterans committee and that would be Andy Vaughn and Mauricio Chiaramonte yep
3: Um, and I it, Joey Thomas might be the guy with the losing record He just pitched forever. He had so many wins and losses. Yep, that's him. 217 and 229. Had a net losing record. That's who it is. I don't have any problem with Joey Thomas. I just don't think he's all of famer. But that's okay.
0: He was very much a longevity
3: guy. Right. I remember Ben Duncan being on those Chris Graham Las Vegas teams. When I first started in the sky, those were good teams. So that's how I remember. That's how I remember Ben Duncan. It was after I was in the league for a while. I remember he started as a brave. He was a brave when the skyline started. So, in any event, D Rich could have had Ben Duncan. Neither here nor there. We'd be done now talking about what team were we talking about? Seattle. Yeah. We got on a Hall of Fame tangent. It's an occupational hazard. Hey, the Knights finished second, I think, in the Pacific. Should we talk yes, the about the Knights? The Knights did finish second. Let's talk about the Knights. All right, let's talk about the Knights.
0: Their biggest acquisition of the offseason, they decided to pay Willie Benavides at least $17 million per year. That he has an opt-out after this year, just like he did with the extension he signed with California last year, where we only paid him $6 million as opposed to $30 million. He was due over three years. He's a OSA 50 50 65 50 50 guy. Um, he OPS 10-16 in spring training, OPS 8 6 last year in California. What do we think of that signing?
1: Um, good replacement for Vaughn, and uh, I think he lost another first baseman or DH that he had on his team. Um, and Vaughn. Espinoza. Espinoza has gone as well. Espinosa um, as
4: well.
1: So got a little bit of power back. Um, also, I mean, not to go off topic a little bit, but, you know, on the same vein, got Jeff Murdoch. So. Kind of restocks uh, the power yeah. power department there. Other than that, though, I mean, yeah, It seems like it's pretty pretty similar team coming back from next year or from last year. Uh, which again, you know, it's not a bad thing. Uh,
3: Elijah Elijah Holt is back. Love me my Elijah Holt. Um, one of my favorite players. Um, yeah, I think the knights are good. I always look at the knights' rotation because this team is built to hit, and the question is, can they pitch? And the answer, once again, is maybe. I'm not confident.
1: Yeah, we'll see. Um, I know Dan loves to stack his lefties in there to try and get a uh,
3: boy. Trying on some of our nerves. Molo was really good last year. I did not remember him that being that good. He had a hell of a year last year for them.
1: Yeah, um, I think he's a little underrated with his ratings. I mean, the movement's a little bit low. Um, surprising, he did so well pitching in Vegas. But um, yeah, he look he looks really good. Cervantes strikes the world out of course. So, I mean, that'll play anywhere, even with movement and control issues. So, um, yeah, it's kind of a wild card, but I feel like Dan picks up a bunch of these, you know, bargain arms or, you know, not necessarily the top arms but guys who can pitch well and, and get outs. And,
3: you know, I it definitely the- holds up
1: with the offense.
3: I wonder if Orlando Zarco makes his uh, skyline debut this season. I would like My to- guess is that he does. Uh, I imported, again, I imported Vegas.
0: It looks like he's number five. Uh, if Aiden Cervantes was in California, we'd pay, we'd be paying him at least $15 million a year. Let's put it that way.
3: We love Aiden Cervantes. Yeah, you've loved him for a long time, since he was a brewer. Yes, yeah, since he was a brewer.
0: I hate the
3: Murdoch trade
0: only because he's going to be playing second base a little bit. And we
3: know just how bad he is at second base. I you know he's bad. Yeah, I was a little disappointed when I saw that, too. Uh, on the bullet points surrounding the Knights' uh, lineup. Uh, uh, Murdoch, I don't have any problem with Murdoch playing every day. Uh, I think he can play every day. Not as good against righties as lefties, but I have no problem with it playing every day. But he's going to play second base on the strong side of that platoon. The plan is to play him at second against righties and at first against lefties, and that is not a good idea. So, I mean, we'll see what happens. Somebody's bound to get hurt. Um maybe Jared Barton hits lefties. Maybe Rude Hermes is really good. So former Philly Rude Hermes, I have a soft spot in my heart for him. So had a pretty good year for them last year. Why did you Hermes away? Uh that was a part of the do you want it, can you name that trade? I know I can. That was the Keith Heimer trade. Keith <laughs> 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 Heimer, what a guy. That was a pretty good win for both of us. Rude Hermes turned out to be a pretty decent player. And Keith Heimer was really good for the Phillies.
0: You ever were you, able, were you ever able to trade away Hermes? Huh? Were you ever able to trade away Hermes? Or not Hermes, excuse me, Heimer.
3: No, no, I never traded him. He just left. It's all right. We made the playoffs with that team. I'm not upset at all about those trades. You make the playoffs, you go in for those trades.
1: I think I'm willing to forgive Orlando Zarco's Dick fastball syndrome because he's a lefty and he's got three sixty fives after and one that goes the other way.
3: He does have Dick fastball syndrome.
1: He's, he's is- got he's got very mild DFS. It's it's right on the edge, but he's got the curveball slide and then the change going the other way I, and the forkball. I think he can get over it.
3: Does it does and,
1: it and I know it's a sinker, Dan, but, you know, that's his fastball.
3: So does it does it does it make it does it make a difference at all to the dick fastball rules that it's a sinker or no? No, does,
1: I okay. think it's whatever his top fastball pitches, whether it's a sinker, fastball or cutter, whatever that back, top pitch is. That's counts. what you're that's yeah, what counts. That's
3: rules. OK, fair enough. Just making sure I understood the rules appropriately. Uh, the Knights still have Joe Wise had a really nice year for them last year. Um so I guess you could squint and see this team not hitting quite as well, because Joe Wise might not be as good. Maybe the so, Murtaugh. So
0: I think that the real
3: Joe Wise is the Joe Wise that showed up last year. I think Joe Wise is good. Oh, okay. So you think that Joe Wise is this. You think yes. he is a 750, 775 OPS guy. Okay. Yes. All right. Well, that would certainly be great news for the night, because I like Sam Vaughn more than Willie Benavides. Um, And I'm concerned about the Mertock stuff. This team has a lot of first baseman. I don't even hate this Jim Kozak guy. I think he's you all think right. Steve?
1: I mean, even if Joe Wise is the, the two war 85 WRC plus guy from 2024,
0: that's still two, a war, two war in 130 games, a I'm taking that. I'm that's
1: taking really that every is? day of the week. Absolutely.
3: Yeah. That's not bad. And
1: I think that's like his floor almost at this point. So, I mean, yeah, I'm taking
3: Joe Wise. How many I'm buying games? Joe Wise stock. How many games does Santiago Alamo play for the Knights? That's a big X factor.
0: And that's my biggest question. What happens if two or three of these big
3: Knights guys get hurt for the rest of the year? The Knights well, do not have a lot of depth. Well, didn't that happen last year? Alamo got hurt last year. They finished second in the Pacific.
1: Alamo's a short side platoon guy, though, at this point, isn't he? I mean, if he's playing against righties, I, I don't know. If it's a defensive thing, I'd I look at the lineups. I think he's got
2: the lineups posted. I mean, Gaudinez
0: um, is probably the backup there. He played 130
2: games last year, and he wasn't worth negative half of war. Um, yeah. Al, if Alvo gets hurt, I think that's a, that's a good question. Because I don't
0: think they have a qualified backup behind him.
2: Yeah, I mean,
1: outfield's outfield's solid, um, but yeah, I guess infield's thin behind if Alamo goes down. I don't like Alamo against righties. I'm I'm trying to look at his stats to see if he's performed against righties in the past. Probably has, because my scout sucks, but yeah, Yeah, Alamo's about decent, about average last year against righties.
3: You're right about the ratings against righties. That's concerning. So, that looks bad. Maybe Elijah Holt is worth, you know, three WAR instead of five. That would be a big difference. So there are things that could happen. You could squint and see the Knights not being as good. But I don't know. I don't hate the Knights. They just traded this outfielder, John Lee, who I sort of like.
0: And that he up was- the California.
3: Yep. yep. Sort of interesting. So they must feel yep. pretty good about this outfield. Uh, I have a feeling they'll be okay. I I want to look at the rest of the Pacific. And the Pacific could right in the middle there be a real dog fight so i think
0: one to seven in the pacific is a dog
3: fight yeah i think there's well the way that i will put that is that there's only one team in the pacific not trying to win so and that's
0: san francisco
3: no they're they're trying to win oakland no they're trying to win too it's la i forgot about the dodgers it's la okay stop jesus so i am beyond drunk just just shut up so so yeah um, in any event, the so yes, uh, I think the Knights are good, and I think that if they pick, they'll be really good. And this, if they don't pick? Yeah. Yeah, then I'm worried. And
1: it's tight.
3: Yep. I mean, one would think there's got to be that year where the Knights just don't pick, and if they don't pick, it could get ugly. Um this always feels like a big Delta team and they never perform that way. They're always really good. So
1: I mean I with Murdoch based- I I'm concerned with Murdoch at second base too. I'm just looking at the rotation again and you know Cervantes is the high stuff guy. Um the bullpen's full of stuff, but the starters are not. So I mean there's gonna be a lot of balls in play there too. So Murdoch Murdoch scares me in the field a little bit.
3: Yes, yes he does. Yes he does. Ben, why don't you remind us who finished third in the Pacific last year? Fuck
2: that
0: team. Fucking team (laughs) won 16 in a row when it shouldn't have fucking won 16 in a row.
3: Fucking pieces of shit.
2: That
1: would be the San Diego Padres.
3: It would be. It would be the San Diego Padres. So, Ben, talk to us. What were the Padres trying to do this offseason, and was it successful?
1: Padres were trying to get some pitching because last year, in a reverse of most other years, we actually scored some runs. But our pitching sucks. Andy, and your pitching uh, still
0: suck this year?
1: We picked up some more relievers that we like, but our rotation is pretty shaky. You me, so, number
0: five this year?
1: Our number five starting pitcher uh, is Alex Salazar, who put up uh, about negative two war last year. It was pretty impressive. I don't know how he did it. He's pretty shitty. Uh, but
0: I will ask everyone this question. Would you rather have 2025 Alex Salazar or 2024 Randy Settle?
3: Oh, I'd rather have Alex Salazar because he's a starter.
0: Okay, but Alex Salazar had seven war and a 710 FIP.
3: Yeah, I'm not disagreeing with you. He, he was bad. He was bad. I don't and think can Alex you Salazar remind us what Randy bad.
0: Randy Settle did in 2024,
3: please, Trent. Oh, he was awful. I'd have to look it up. It was negative two, I think. He was really bad. Negative 2.2. 8.23 ERA. He allowed 21 home runs in 77 innings pitched, which, for those of you at home, is a 2.4 home runs per nine. And you want to know what Alex Salazar's was? No, what was it? 2.6. Ah. 28
1: in 98 innings pitched. It was incredible. That's incredible.
3: That is incredible. Yes. Uh, What about Sergio Tovar? You still have, uh, now that he's not white, you have, do we have faith once again in the ace of the Padres, the now rightly Venezuelan Sergio Tovar?
1: I mean, he looks good to me. Looked yep. good last year. Uh, I got him down to 75 stuff from 80, but um still looking pretty good to me so
0: are we saying that white sergio tovar is not good
3: oh white sergio tovar sucks he sucked he sucked i have a question i was going to play this game with jake but jake might be too drunk to answer this question steve meese the lifeblood of padres not a hall of famer and sergio tovar no not asking you that question I want you to guess which of those two guys, Steve Meese or Sergio Tovar, has more career war.
2: Fuck. Do you know the Let's see answer if to I this? Guess question?
3: Right. I would you, guess Meese. Do you have an answer to this question, Ben?
1: Yeah, I would guess Meese.
3: It is Meese, but it's close. It's 42 to 37. Meese has 43.2 war. And Tovar has 37. I would have guessed the other way around. I think Steve Meese is probably on his way to being a Hall of Famer. I think he he's might on be on his okay. way. If
0: he retires today, he's in the Padres Ring of Fame.
3: No, oh no. sure. Oh no, he's not a Hall of Famer if he retires today. But Steve Meese has been really good for a really long time. I really want him to get a Player of the Year award. So, you know, so does doubtful. Paul. Can't hit, can't hit lefties, but yeah, but. But, uh, but yeah, no, so I thought that was – I looked at that today. But, no, I love this lineup. I love David Wentworth. Fruit of the Mandler trade with uh, Jake. Back to California went Mandler. David Wentworth. Back
0: to California. So all four of the players I sent back to San
3: Diego are on the active roster. Yeah, they are really good. It's the two relievers, Meija. Mejia, one of my Mejia, favorite. Mejia. Willie Mejia. One of my Angel favorite. Relievers
0: Salinas. Angel no,
1: Salinas. Angel Salinas is pastor. my current favorite reliever in the league.
0: And David Wentworth. Who would you say is Willie Mejia?
1: No, nah, uh, Salinas.
3: Salinas.
0: Salinas, yes. Because he, what, led the league in games pitches the last two years?
3: Yeah. And, yeah. He might, and he might have led all relievers in war if there weren't a guy named Green in uh, Texas. So, yeah. uh I would just like to point out that last year he pitched 114 innings. And and what about the year before? How many innings did he pitch the year before? 110. And last year, in 114 innings pitched, Angel Salinas gave up four home runs. Four. That is Ben. Do you like Angel Salinas,
0: the two-time the two-time All Star?
1: Uh, yeah, yeah. I, he's my favorite in the league right now.
3: Love me, my Angel Salinas. Um, how,
0: how, how would you phrase the Mandler trade? Would you say that we uh, we stimmed you?
1: Yeah, that was the, the stimulus of the franchise right there. That definitely helped out after trading away Luigi.
0: And what's funny is that you have another former Angel prospect in your bullpen. Know who that is?
1: Uh, who is that? Is it Colin Murray?
0: It is not Colin Murray.
1: I don't know who, who else it would be then.
0: Joe Pantaloni. Oh, I really? The I, I love Joe. Guy. He was acquired from New York. He was acquired in the Ted Summers deal. Oh. oh excuse me. No, I lied. He was sent to Cincinnati in the Jerry Gipple deal, sent to New York in the Stuart Stancil deal, and then acquired Rule 5 from San Diego. My God. When he, was there, not, when he was not protected.
3: That's actually three pretty. That's actually two pretty sexy traits for this guy to be. Plus, I'm going to call him Pantalone, because a guy by the name of Joe Pantalone is a guy I want on my team. This guy's left-handed. I'm not convinced this guy shouldn't start for the freaking Padres, But that's neither here nor there. I mean, I know it says bullpen emergency starter, but the pitches look there. Damn. Like him a lot. We uh, always liked him. Yeah, Joe Pantalo.
0: He, he was a 10th rounder from California. We always liked him as a reliever.
3: You know what? I, what's wrong with the Padres? Where's the hole with the Padres? Hitting the the Rotation. Lefties. Yeah, I guess. You could make a case that after Tovar and Fitzpatrick, it gets a little lean. How did this team hit lefties, Trent? Well, they're going to hit them pretty badly. But I it's would... Better than last year? I would have to look at it. So they have Dominguez
0: that. and... Jeff Wing this year.
3: Well, Alexis Wentworth hits Mraz lefties. Ledbetter whatever. hits lefties. Who hits against lefties, lefties
0: This team is gonna
3: suck. Well Wing should play every day. Who hits who hits who plays only against lefties, Ben?
1: Only against lefties would be yeah. Dominguez, uh I'll put McCorkle at catcher. Um and Merez plays at second base. That's it. So in other words, this
0: team is gonna suck when they face a lefty.
1: I sort of like no, this. No, Wentworth hits lefties. Ledbetter hits lefties. Ledbetter hit lefties and righties equal last year. It doesn't make sense, but it happened. I, um, like,
3: I like this Merez guy a lot. Damn. He's a good-looking player. I think he could play against righties, too. Um, yeah, no. I you like know, do you know
0: part. what Ledbetter's bad against lefties was last year? Right. No, I don't care. 30 points higher than it was against righties. <laughs>
1: Yeah, because they throw garbage fastballs. I don't know. Fuck it.
2: Yep, Jeff
0: I'm just saying the Padres will always suck against lefties as their current lineup stands.
3: I think that that is going to be a problem. I don't know, though. And I'm still obsessed with Israel Lamas. Uh, I'm buying Israel Lamas stock. Always loved him, always will. Uh, loved me the ill. All right, is that enough about the Padres? I don't know. This team looks pretty good. I might like this team more than the Knights. You heard me. I said it. Ben, anything more to say about Padres? Maybe it's just because Ben's here. I got nothing. But I did say it. All right. Hey, guess who's still a Padre? Bream. Who? Bream. Jonathan Bream. Jonathan Bream is still a Padre.
1: Hell yeah. He's garbage. But he's going to close because I don't really... I, I value his historic amount of saves more than my franchise's success. <laughs> I'll try and balance it. I'll try and balance it.
3: Did he close last year? Looks like he did. Saved 31. So. Yeah, most of the year. I think all of the year. Yeah. All of last year. Yeah. Trent, the year before you know, we laid did it,
0: it half. In the, West, in the Pacific last year. That would
3: be the California Angels.
0: That would be the California Angels. And take a guess who's taking the opening day ball for the California Angels? Is it Nate Denovan? It is not Nate Devin. Is it Ted Summers? It is Ted Summers.
3: Well, of course it is.
1: I need to publicly take back my bad take that Ted Summers is garbage no matter where he pitches. Because I was clearly wrong. It doesn't make any sense. I have him at 80-35-30, but he still just is a great pitcher in California.
0: He led the West last year in strikeouts per nine and total walks. It's which so is probably fair because we have him at 80, 35,
3: 35. Yeah, I have him at 80, 35, 35 too. I am amazed at p- how few home runs he gives up relative to that 35. Tell
0: me with 35 movement, he gives up 1.2 home runs per nine. I will take that.
3: Yeah, I know. That's so ridiculous. It should be. It could be double that. Double, especially because it's Philadelphia. Mother Pearl. He's like Randy Settle. Yeah, I'd like to point out that Ted Summers gave up three, four home runs as a starter last year than Randy Settle did the year before as a reliever. While we're
1: talking about home runs, Steven Teagle has given up one home run in 149 career innings pitched for the Angels.
0: Stephen Tiggle oh, has a sinker, and that sinker sinks.
3: It sinks. Boy, that is a sexy guy. Love me, my Stephen Tiggle. He was a Rule Five guy from
0: Milwaukee.
3: I do not know what to say about that. I've never seen that before. What do we think that sinker's at? It's got to be more than 80, right? So
2: we have
0: him 75, 75, which makes me think that sinker is just 75.
3: Oosa has the sinker at seventy five, so it's not above eighty. So, hmm, hmm. That's, I don't get it. just sinks. I'll tell it you just what. Just sinks. That's incredible. That is a great stat. That might be my new favorite stat. He and gave here's up. One the funny thing, I one. Did, Ben
0: sent me that on Slack a few days ago. I didn't even
2: realize that. I just
1: hate Jake's team so much that I just gotta
2: in I, I, Siegel's career in four hundred
0: and twenty-six career innings, high school rookie ball, minor league ball, whatever. Nine home runs allowed in four hundred and twenty-six innings.
3: Why while we are apologizing for my take for our takes on Angels pitchers, I need to apologize for my take on Alberto Venegas, because I thought he was awesome and he sucks on ice. And he here's the funny thing. He's even serviceable. Dog shit on fire. He was fire above average. He, he is, is slightly so above bad. average. He's so bad. How is he this good? It's so fucking he's frustrating. He's in California. It's so fucking frustrating. He's so bad. Him. He's so bad. Uh, I hate him. Uh, uh, he's an insult to Venezuelans like Sergio Tovar. Uh, go away, Venegas. Go away.
1: You mean white Tovar?
3: Well, White Tovar was even better than Venegas. Dear Lord, mother of <laughs> pearl. So, uh, really
0: funny, last year in the West,
3: number one in
0: walks, Ted Summers. Number two, Alberto Venegas. <laughs> the I only was- reason Venegas did not lead the league in, the league in walks last year
3: is because he was teammates
0: with the league leader.
3: Ted Summers did lead the league in the walk. Look at that. How is this team good? How is this team competitive so at all? This I is mentioned,
0: like, I, I sent this to Ben on Slack earlier today, and I, was, and I will
2: quote this. This is the first time in probably ever that
3: I am not convinced this is 500 team. I think that, I think that Nathan Banning should start for this team um, based on pitches. Just thought I'd share.
0: I um, think he is more worthy out of the bullpen. We have him 70, 45, 45 as a reliever, as is OSA. I
3: think I he's also, better
0: out of the bullpen. I think he's better. I think between Ibarra and Banning, starting with starting the way, reliever, Jake, I think Ibarra is better as, as a starter.
3: I want you to, I want you right now to in your current state say the first and last name of number 54 on the California Angels hold on hold on let me figure out
0: who number 54 is cuz i'm maybe, i'm not even sure who number 54 is
3: you signed number it number 54 tadatsu fujimoto tadatsu fujimoto Fujimoto. Do we like him? Are you excited about Fujimoto? I mean, there's a, a reason
0: we we're paying him $13 million over three years. We've got him 50 55 Ose has him 45 45 We don't care about the movement and control, as you can tell by Ted
3: Summers. Right. The Angels are going to walk everybody. Nobody should swing the vet when they face the Angels. We because have if they do, they're going to miss. We
0: have one guy. I think we have one guy that I can trust to not, in the bullpen, to not Walk guys and that is Aaron Hebner, who by the way should not be ever facing a lefty.
3: Oh Maliagros won't walk guys. He's alright too. But but uh but yeah, no, I like uh I think this bullpen's okay. Sort of like this bullpen. I like Fujimoto, sorta of like this Miguel Moreno guy, think he's alright. Yeah. I like this bullpen. I've always liked the eraser. Yeah. But these starters suck. God, they suck. See, you say that, but think about them in a California ballpark. Yeah, I'm still convinced they suck.
1: Jake, how many games is Joaquin Nuñez going to play this year for the California Angels?
0: So, if he plays 100, I'm happy cuz okay, well, he was 2 or last year. Okay. Well,
1: if he plays 100, you should go buy a lottery ticket because this guy is going to play plays, 60 and you should be happy games. about it.
3: <laughs> probably for 70 games. Yeah. I don't even know what to say.
1: He tore it up last year for you when he did play, but I, oh, so I think he might have put the over-under at, like,
3: 90 last year, and I
1: think you're raising it again, which is somewhat confusing. So I'm going to put it at 65.
0: Last year. I'm pretty sure every time he got hurt last year was trying to run something into a
3: triple. Oh, my gosh. The Angels signed Miguel Carrillo. What <laughs> yeah, is he doing? Yeah, what I was very guys? whelmed. These guys, I don't even know what to say. Oh, It's so about... good. It is so good D. Rich is in here. God, he'd be pissed (laughs) off. He'd be so mad. Like I said about
0: 10 minutes ago, I am not convinced this is a 500 team.
3: This team's awful.
1: I'm really sad about Fritz Boren, too. He's just not the same. He's so not the same.
3: Uh, And I'm convinced he's like the best hitter on this team. So now maybe Aaron Sanchez
1: is the best pure hitter on this team.
3: Air, air, oh, I love
1: Aaron Sanchez. Aaron,
0: Aaron Sanchez is fantastic, and he is in the wrong ballpark.
3: Aaron Sanchez.
1: Yeah, free Aaron Sanchez.
3: Yes, he needs he needs to get out of that ballpark. He should have been traded. That, that's why uh, we can connect up something earlier. That's why Keith Heimer went to free agency, because one possible placement for him was California, and who Trent asked for was Aaron Sanchez. And Jake said no. Can you imagine Aaron Sanchez in Philly? Oh, he'd be mashing. Everybody would be happier, especially me, which is all I care about. I still like Fritz Boren. The the best pure hitter on this team, to be fair, is probably Joaquin Nunez. He just won't stay on the field. Uh, But Aaron Sanchez, love him, love him, love him.
1: Uh, I don't know if health aside, I think at this point I would take Sanchez over Nunez.
3: Really? Hmm. All right. Uh,
1: from from what they look like. I mean, they're pretty close, I guess. Um, I this guess they're pretty team, close if they're both healthy.
3: This team is like a... hark This infield is like a harken back to, like, East battles in the 2015s between Miguel Carrillo and Matt Beasley, right? It's so ridiculous. <laughs> I don't even know what to they're, say. They're combined 73 years old. It's so ridiculous. <laughs> this team's awful. I... Uh, Dear Lord. I, so, okay. I, to be fair, in a best-case scenario. If this team wins more than 80 games, I am going to drive to Jake's house and punch him in the nose. I <laughs> swear to God. I'm going to be so, so pissed off. I, so, I'm going to ask a <laughs> best-case scenario. Aaron Sanchez is a
0: five-war guy. Mm-hmm. Matt Beasley is a five-war guy.
3: That's not going to happen. But, okay. I'm
0: not saying it's going to happen. I'm saying best case. If
2: Joaquin Nunez somehow plays 100 games, he's a four-war guy. I'm saying it's possible this team wins 90 games if everything goes uh, right. No.
0: I'm saying if everything goes right. I think everything, everything
1: goes right. I'll take 85.
0: Like I said. Maybe. Team, so, in my... 25 year range at this point of the Angels. We have never won fewer than 72 games. That was my very first year. We've won fewer than 80 games six times, five of which have been since 2017. It's disappointing when I won fewer than 80 games. This is the first time, I think, in ever that I've thought I'd be happy if this team finishes 500.
3: As well
1: you should be. Yeah, I think it's just a, a competitive point in the division. And so,
0: it's a it, sad yeah. thought. How do you guys continually go, yeah, this team might win, win, be 500? I'm fine with that.
3: I, 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 I don't ever do that, it just happens. I'm, I'm I,
0: that Albert Pujol stole, stole third base tonight.
3: What are you talking about? You're talking about the real life angels, Jake. Yeah, I
0: just got a notification on my phone. I think it's worth noting that Albert Pujols stole stole third base tonight.
1: I don't know who that is. I don't. I can't find him in the search bar. So,
0: <laughs> yeah. I, is I, there I, a guys with the last name Pujols in Sky?
3: No, but if there, yes. there is, be. Luis Pujols
0: and Wilfredo
3: Pujols. One of whom looked like pitched for the San Jose Giants pretty well, and then. Retired. After that was it. Ah, oh, right. jeez. That was it. He's now seventy-one years old, and the Wilfredo Pujols. Oh, he retired after last year with the Sonoma Stompers, baby. Two thousand eight, not two thousand
0: twenty-five.
3: Yeah, you're right. His last year with the Sonoma Stompers. All right. Well, I'm sick of Angels. Oh, I, I, I and that Aren't was five minutes ago. Yeah, yeah.
0: Who? You know who finished behind the Angels? Oakland? It was not Oakland. It was yeah, their San Fran. The Oakland
2: Athletics. And you know who's no longer an Oakland Athletics? There are two guys. Esteban Gonzalez and Brett
0: Bailey. No longer Oakland Athletics.
3: I saw Brett Bailey on free agency late. Is he still there? I believe so. Oh, now I have to find him.
2: Uh yeah, he's chilling. Yeah, there he is. But well, for sure, signed
0: with Oakland after being in Texas and California is Jim Wiffles.
3: Yeah, Jim Whiffles. Yeah, former I,
0: Cincinnati Reds. I'm whelmed. Mario Pacheco is in Nashville. I uh, love. I don't hate these Oakland A's.
1: I the like, Oakland A's picked up all former Pacific players. I swear.
0: They have Sam Font Or Las yeah. Vegas. Casper
1: not. was Vegas. Yeah, I, I don't know. Brigham. Brigham was not.
3: Seattle Sierra was not. Mariner. John Shook, former Seattle Mariner. He spent a year in Chicago, but still. Vaughn wrong. was
1: Vegas. Fregoso was Seattle. Wilder came from the Padres. The Oakland Athletics have taken. All of the old Pacific players.
2: They have cannibalized. Acott was
0: elite last year in Oakland because why the fuck, why not? Who? Lauren Ecott. Uh, former Minnesota Twin and Detroit Tiger.
3: I guess coffee.
0: Coffee, former Seattle Mariner, was really good in
3: Oakland last year. Eh, I'm not going to call that really good, but okay.
1: Lauren was nuts. Lauren was dealing. The entire back half of the year after that trade, that was pretty fun.
3: Look at that! The ace signed Doug Wilder. Sort of an interesting signing.
1: Yeah, they're just they're just adding old Pacificers, and, and they added Josh Coffey last year. This is just yeah, lots lots of old Pacificers.
0: Fun stuff. I, I don't. Mason Johnson is disappointing because he was a really good prospect. He was continually in the top thirty. And he is now just a decent uh
3: an, an okay reliever spec. Yeah, this bullpen's awful. Like really bad. Um but I don't hate these starters. I think this could work. It's not so bad. Doug Wilder stays healthy. I could see these guys being all right. I think Ryan Hendricks looks okay. Why can't he could, be what he is? Yeah. i could might Paul McAllister like- be on the move. I don't know, I might like this team more in California Paul McAllister We need to talk about Paul McAllister Paul McAllister is the best player That does not get talked about So underrated He's so good, so good
0: I mean, how can you not love A 65 contact guy An 840 OPS guy
3: That is arguably Gold glove caliber at third base Every year, every year He's always good he stays healthy. He's right-handed. Yeah. So, so if you want to talk about something that brings us back,
0: when we originally dealt uh, DLC to Colorado in the Fritz Boren deal, yeah, we talked about Paul McAllister in Oakland, and the holdup was whether or not McAllister was a shortstop, which he ended up not being. He ended up being an elite third baseman, but McAllister was a Big talk of the original DLC talks when we when we dealt DLC.
3: Hmm. So was he? He was drafted by Oakland. He,
0: he is a career Oakland athletic. He was two uh, seven number forty overall, and he's just developed his way through the Oakland system.
3: Yeah, he's a good player. Oh yeah, no, I really like I I like this team a lot. I sort of like these signings. I I don't have any problem with these signings. I like the John Shook signing. I think that could work. There's nothing wrong with this. I think oh, it's yeah. sort of a lot of money, but I don't hate it. I mean, whatever. They I like think it
1: out of it pretty easy.
3: I like the Sam Vaughn signing. I don't even think that's too much money for Sam Vaughn. 13 million seems pretty fair. I, I mean, the only thing I don't sort. like
0: it is the ballpark considering that that Oakland suppresses home runs. Yeah.
3: Sam Vaughn's not just home runs though. Like that true he's 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 a sixty contact guy. Um yeah. uh, he owned the one postseason that Vegas made it so far the one year. Um former Braves twenty twenty so twenty
0: twenty three, when the Knights made the postseason Vaughn did not play. He was uh, unknown return time. That was the year the Knights lost the Angels in six, I believe, in the DCS.
3: Well, then it was 24 when yeah, he owned the postseason, where he was just yeah. awesome all postseason. Every hit they got in a big situation with Sam um, uh and, yeah. and
0: someone that we did not mention, I don't think last year on the pod, mind you, I, I wasn't on last year's pod, but he had 22 home runs, struck out a fair amount more than he was. But Matt Gibson, acquired from Baltimore in the 2023-2024 uh, offseason, he's 25 years old, 70 outfield range. He was one three war last year, OPS 740, a little above uh, league average OPS plus. He's someone that you want in that outfield in a very
3: spacious Oakland outfield. I, I like this team a lot. Um, I also have to mention another guy who I've always liked, very underrated, Bob Armentrout. I think he's a good player. Just does his thing. Just does Bob Armentrout things.
1: I think oh. they got a good catcher too, and John Molina uh, might be a little suppressed with the Oakland ballpark because he's more of a power power hitting catcher against righties, but he's a strong side platoon catcher with some decent ability. Um, I feel like he's got a decent chance to like
0: you break know, out you know one of these John years. Did hit and... last year? Huh? Trent, what do you think will John hit
3: last year? Like from an average? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I just clicked off of him. What's his contact? Forty. 40, as a lefty. Well, did he play against lefties, or? He did. He started 130 games last year. Oh, God. Okay. Well, then it could have been pretty bad. I don't know. 202? 182. Oh, God. Oh, I was high. Damn. And
0: what's an issue? And this is a signing I don't like. I don't understand the Mario Fierro signing, because Oakland
3: does not have a right-handed hitting catcher. Yeah.
2: Sam Zoss
3: is decent. Hitting catchers. Well, they do, but it's Sam Zas who. And is, it looks
0: like he's going to start the year in Triple A.
3: Yeah, that was a weird signing. Then you're right; that's stupid. You need a righty catcher. Yeah. yeah. So that was that was unfortunate. I don't dislike Mario Fierro. He had a lot of good years with the. No, Rams, but, he, but he he, he doesn't
0: fit in Oakland when they like, the when right they already
3: have it. Lajano. But yeah, no, I think this team. I think this team. Fragoso is a hell of a good player. I think this team's better than. Wow, I'm very impressed by this. Here's
0: here's my question. Who's who's their best reliever? They have Bautista.
3: They have Casper. Sucks. But the bullpen's gonna have issues. Yeah, Danny Franco, maybe. He's probably their best reliever. Danny Franco, former California Angel Prospect. David Riley's okay. He was good last year. But yeah, no, they're not very good. The bullpen's that's that's a problem. It's sketchy. It's bad. But yeah, I like this rotation. I like this rotation so much better without fucking Simon Begum, who should be on my list of players that I indescribably hate. Although I know why I hate him. Cause hey, not- we were
1: looking we were looking for the uh the Benavidez comparison before. We found it in a former Seattle guy, uh Josh Coffey. Kinda of forgot about him. He's got a little dick fastball, but he does. Um, that's that might be the difference with him. Benavidez has got like what a seventy, seventy-five fastball?
0: I think that so. He's got change. three pitches above seventy.
1: Yeah. Uh, coffee's coffee's the closest thing, I guess, but doesn't yeah. have the fastball. He
3: uh he's a, he's actually an interesting pitcher. I don't mind it quite as much here, just because it's not Dustin. Whatever. Don't care. It bothers people much more if it's a Mariner than if it's an A, so that's
1: uh, that's facts.
3: Um, but yeah, no, I sort of like this team. I think this team, things go well. I think this could be a playoff team. I really mean that.
2: You might fall short of that. Lots of compliments so, for what Andy's y- done. You mentioned,
0: these. you mentioned Miguel Benavides. I think the only comparison to Benavidez, and we'll, we'll talk about him more tomorrow, is John Bowles in Montreal. In terms of true comparison, uh, I, I don't mind the the coffee comparison in Oakland. Um, but I think John Bowles is going to be the closest we see to Benavidez, and that'll be a nice little uh, look. Because Bowles was good last year in Montreal, um, and, and he's still in Montreal, he's acquired from Detroit, but that's going to be the, the closest we see to to Miguel Benavidez.
2: Hmm. All right, uh, let's head... To, so we
0: actually weren't supposed to talk about Oakland, which is the funny thing. We're supposed to talk th- about their Bay Area partner. You know who that is? The San Francisco Giants.
3: Yeah, uh, that's all right. Okay, we'll talk about them now.
0: So if we I were looking it. at teams that were perfectly healthy and injury history was not an issue, the Giants would be a very good team. <laughs> the issue is that injuries matter, and this Giants team cannot stay healthy. I
1: need to talk about Rick Swanson's 2025.
0: Go ahead. The floor is yours.
1: Disgusting what he did in 2025. Rick Swanson only played in 65 games, started 60 of them, put up 4.2 war in 60 games started with a 203 WRC plus and hit 20 home runs in 60 games started. Every three games that he started, he hit a home run. That's an insane pace. But this guy is not healthy.
0: He's not healthy. Nor is Miguel Diaz. Nor is Ken Romer.
2: Yeah. At least John
1: Valley probably is. Hopefully that broken bone last year in his elbow isn't the sign of things to come. Because this guy also is just, uh, looks like he's a stud.
3: Yes, so, he's super sexy. To be fair, he came back last year and was fine. So I'm not really, Um, I mean, I would
0: take so mind you, I would take Valley ahead of Llamas. So lock in a five war year for Llamas and two war year for, for Valley.
3: Oh, I take Valley too. I would take Valley ahead of Llamas, but I like them both, but Valley's the best shortstop in the sky. It's not close. I mean, I'm sorry. It's not close. There are no other contenders. Uh, We talked about
0: John Perez in Colorado. Give me Juan Perez in San Francisco.
3: All of these, all of all of the players on this team, I like. All of them. Every single one of them. I like Miguel Felix, the catcher. I think he's a perfectly fine little catcher. He almost had three and three war last year. I like all these guys. I love me my Justin Foster. Always have had a hard-on for Justin Foster. Love him. Love him, love him, love him. Izzy Romero, great player. That's who plays second base for the, the Giants. They're, we already talked about Valley at short. Zachary Weir looks like he could be a capable second, a third baseman for them. Be interesting to see. They have Bruce Cable running around as a uh, uh, as a
0: utility guy. Utility guy, five infield range. Can't go wrong with that.
3: Ali Jackson, uh, love Ali Jackson. Love him. All these team, all these players, I like. Justin Cahill, love Justin Cahill think he could be a good player. I There's not a guy on this team I don't like. Juan Perez? All of these guys I like. They just have to stay healthy. And do you have any trust in them staying healthy? No. Rick Swanson is a stud. S-T-U-D stud. If he stays healthy. Miguel Diaz, he's... I mean... Diaz it's, is beyond gone for me at this point. Uh, uh, it pains me to say this, but for See, Diaz people, is LDS. beyond help at this point. Yeah, no. Uh, it's, it's, in, a, in
0: a good year, Diaz has 20 starts. In, in his career, what is Diaz' career high in his pitch going to be? Is it going to be the 150 he had in his second, in his first full year?
3: Yes. pitched 150. Yeah, that'll be the yes. High. Yes, that'll be the high. You know who he reminds so me of a little bit? It reminds me of that guy Guerrero who uh, the Mets had for a while, who looked oh, like... Oh, I was
0: going to think of what's-his-notch that was in Cleveland, uh, Ignacio Morales.
3: Oh, yeah. Similar guy. Was Morales right-handed? Because I think Guerrero... Morales is lefty, right? He pitched a while, though, I thought. Yeah, no, he pitched for a while. John Pierre could bounce back and have a better year for the Giants. He was healthy and shitty last year. Ignacio That's... Morales, by the way, is in AAA Reno. Oh, Yeah. Oh, well, there you go. Well, now you know. Um, this bullpen's good with Johnny Man and Greg Malazzi and Ben Crow. There's Liam Lo- oh, Liam Loin- Man, Ben Crow, Liam Crow is Loin- a good arm. Liam Loyne
0: and Ben Crow. That is a solid back of the bullpen. Not to even mention
3: John Spangler. Plus, plus they have Ken great- Homer. Plus, they have great names. You met like your bullpen automatically kicks ass when it goes from Malazi to loins to crow to man, right? Like that <laughs> even sounds sexy, right? Uh, and Triple A,
0: they still have someone like uh, Jonathan Stephenson.
3: Uh, love it. Love it. This team, uh, I hope they, they do real I well. I really,
0: really, really hope this team did not peak in 2024 with their 88 win. Tiebreak break loss season. Kel- Kevin
3: Ellison is a good, good, good pick. And we thought that he oh. was going to suck. We thought him and Andy
0: Stevens were going to suck. And Andy Stevens, by the way, last year proved this right. But Kevin Ellison, I mean, Ben, you've got Danny Fitzpatrick, who's 65-70 according to your scout. Would you rather have Kevin Dagger Ellison or Danny Fitzpatrick?
1: Oh, I'm taking Ellison for sure
0: right now. I, mean, I tried to get Ellison forever when I was dealing DLC. I tried to get Llamas from you. I told you for years, maybe not years, but months, that Llamas <laughs> was the trump part. You yeah, wouldn't deal Llamas. That was the same thing I had with San Francisco. That If he was, deal- if he was willing to deal Ellison or Valley, then DLC would be a giant.
1: Uh, um, I, I really love John Pierre in San Francisco, by the way.
3: I do too. Um, I think he's going to be a lot better this season. Yep.
1: He's great. I mean, and his peripherals looked fine last year, too. I mean, yeah. he's fine. His biggest weakness is home runs, and they're suppressed in San Francisco. Yeah. He's going to be great.
0: John Pierre should be. And an he's in a great division to be a lefty. The biggest thing is keeping that Babbitt below, you know, 390.
3: Yeah. Up. All hes it, He got Babbitt to death last year. That's what happened. There's one thing that happened. That was it. He'll be fine. That's it. It's all Babbitt driven. That's the only thing that happened to him. He'll be fine. Not even worried about it. All right. Uh, let's
0: talk about the next team that I really, really, really don't want to talk about. I know. I know. Oh, you said That's this last, last year. year. And I said last year it was going to take a lot to keep this team out of the playoffs. And somehow it did. Um, But this year, I I don't see how it does. The Arizona Diamondbacks, it's a good team. It's a a really good team. I mean, off the bat, this looks like the best team in the West.
1: Yeah. And that, I mean, you start with a rotation, it's really deep. Um, I think it's a great move to put Adame in the bullpen. I have his his movement down now.
0: Seven deep in the rotation. Adame yeah. can start need B. Cabrini can start need B to go along with Mellon, Lamb, Haggerty, Smith, and Baker. Yep. They have five starters. They have seven starters.
3: Yeah, I, I, the, the I did I, did, I, did, I did poop I on Smith you. a little bit. Yeah, you did poop on Smith a little bit. It's interesting you because I thought...
0: Talk about that. Why Why do you not like Paul Smith?
3: Um.
1: I see the splits versus lefties. I mean, he's, I mean, to us, he's got 50, 50, 45 versus lefty batters uh, a as weeks. a starter, um, which is a little concerning. Um, and so that's why I feel like it's just like a possible fool's gold trap. You Look at his career. feel like there's a reason he was a uh, heavy innings guy in the bullpen in New York. And I think he could be that in Arizona.
0: And it is um, worth noting career Paul Smith versus righties, opponent OPS 6'11". Versus lefty, 758. That's a big
3: difference. Yeah, that's big. Um, I'm not even convinced they need him to be a starter anymore, but it's interesting. Uh, Zach uh, talked to me about this trade, the New York trade. I mean, Uh, what did they give up? That's the more important part. Well, they gave up the first baseman. They gave up... uh, He's good. Which is fine, but they have depth at first base. Well, right. And I... I don't really like Kimbrell because I hate guys that get hurt all the time. And I think that makes or breaks this trade. But I was sort of positive on Paul Smith. I told Zach that if you can accept the ERA of 416, that I think he can be that as a starting pitcher. I think he can be a 416 starting ERA type of starter. And if if you want more than that, then I don't think you're going to get that. But I think he can be that sort of starter. Um, and they don't need him to be. Um, this team signed Jeremy Cook, the ugly motherfucker. Just throwing that, that out is there. He's an ugly
0: motherfucker.
3: Um, but yeah, uh, I think one of the biggest question marks on this team, quite frankly, might still be the bullpen. I, I'm i a little worried. I don't know what's going on with Andrew Ricketts. I'm not sure Jesus knows what's going on with Andrew Ricketts. But he's just not very good. Um, and nobody can explain it, but it's true. And former Phillies same Philly reason
0: Jim- Antonio Villanueva sucked
3: last year, right? Arizona. It, it it just doesn't. I don't. I so I'm a little worried about the bullpen. Um, I, it's interesting. Caleb Austin. I'm over on the hitting side now because I don't think there's a hole in this rotation. I just don't. I mean, they're they're deep. If somebody, let's say Ben's right and. And Smith can't start. So you move him to the rotation. You got guys that you you move him out. You got guys who can fill the void because you're deep. Uh, Caleb Austin last year was really good. Had 5.5 war. Is it getting better than that? How much more is there in this bet? He had an OPS of 900 last year. Is it getting better than that? I think it definitely can.
1: I mean, look at his bars versus righties. It's it's pretty incredible. And then obviously, you know, the, the big allure is he doesn't fall off too much versus lefties. Um, but seeing 80 contact, 70 power, that's what I've got him against righties. I feel like there's no reason that that can't go up a little bit, uh, especially with his gold glove level fielding. Uh, I think I asked the other day, uh, how many gold gloves in a row is Caleb Austin going to win? Uh, he could win 10 in a row at this rate. He's 25. And that range is all the way up to 60 right now. He's 6'5 at first base. Like...
0: I mean, this guy's not going to lose any fielding more. Exactly. I mean, the only thing I mean, there's no reason he can't play second base, honestly. I mean, we have him 60 55 55, 50 in field stats. There's no reason he could play, there's no reason he couldn't play second base. He's he a neat fielder at first base, considering he's six five. He is gonna be the best first baseman over the next eight, nine years.
3: Yeah. Uh it's 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 interesting. One of the reasons they traded the first baseman was uh, because uh, Zach's a big believer in Josh Opichka. Uh And I am not. He thinks that the Josh Opechka of last year is just the beginning. I think it's sort of a mirage. Really worried. Don't really like this guy. I mean, OSA has him 70
0: power. That plays
3: in Arizona. Yep.
0: If he's um, only
3: playing versus varieties, I don't see why not. Yep. Um, Matt Rosario was just ungodly last year. So we'll see if he can reproduce. I mean, maybe there's more in Mark Lemons, who was sort of a disappointment.
2: Well, and I it, said last
0: year, I think I called last year. My rookie of the year was Alex Zuniga, and he showed up last
3: year. Yep, he's a good player. I just don't see. I just don't see a lot of holes. I'm still a little worried about the bullpen. That's the only hole that I can see. Maybe I'm missing one. Right. former.
0: It? They have a former California and Philadelphia prospect on this team. You
2: know who that is? Oh God. No. Oh
3: Lorenzo Diaz. Lorenzo Diaz. It looks like their everyday center fielder. Oh, huh. that's interesting. I don't hate the makeup of the guy.
0: Do you remember who he was acquired for when he was sent from Philadelphia to California?
3: No, no idea. Eddie Manon. Oh, yeah. Okay, so that was the Eddie Mannin deal. That was, right. the Eddie, that was the Eddie Manning deal when we sent
0: him to California, Philadelphia.
3: Right. Fair enough. Makes sense. That's okay. Yeah, I know. I'm fine with that. Um, Chris Kimbrell is going to DH uh, as a way. I have this straight from Zach as a way to keep him healthy. And he's probably only going to play against... He's, right. against. he's only going to play the games. Well, no he's no only going to play against... He's going to play, he's gonna, he's gonna play gonna, the games. He's going to play against righties only. Not gonna and I remember, I remember
0: that 2021 season preview, and I was talking about Chris Kimbrell. Or 2022 it was said Chris Kimbrell going to be one of the best players in the league if he can stay healthy, and it didn't happen.
3: I don't know why he can't do what he did last year in New York. Oh, I'm sure he can't. It's a matter of if he stays healthy. If he hits
0: 344 over 90 games, he just I needs think, to stay healthy, which I'm not convinced he can.
3: Well, right, but I think Zach would take hitting three forty four over ninety
0: games. I'm sure he would. As sure. would
3: I. Yeah, I don't think that's a bad player. So yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I mean we'll see. I it's just tough to see a world in which this team isn't good. I I mean it happened last year. I had
0: this team making the playoffs last year with you with the acquisition of Jorge Flores and it didn't happen. Mind you, I don't understand how that would happen this year, especially with the addition of Chris Lamb. The progression of Joe Haggerty, especially with how he looked in spring training. Um, if Andrew Ricketts is good like he was in spring training, then I don't understand how this team is good. If this team misses the playoffs, then
3: I don't know what to ever make it to the Arizona Diamondbacks. Yeah, no, I don't know what would happen. Ben, do you disagree? I mean.
1: No, I took the pessimistic view, of course. I
0: uh, mean, you you headed no. up this coalition, and I was <laughs> your co-commander on the coalition. Of keeping Zach out of the playoffs. And I think this is the year finally comes to an end.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's looking pretty good. Um, Haggerty looks really good to compliment Mellon. I don't know how the rotation doesn't produce. I mean, I'm nitpicking on like the fourth and fifth starter, of course. So, you know, even if I'm right on that, that's still a pretty good rotation. And then, yeah, they just got good hitters all around the diamond. And uh, I think that they got really good fielders too. And so, I don't know. It's basically health. It's really the only thing that I think would derail them. I know there were some health issues last year, which probably hurt them a little bit. Um, but yeah, they're looking even better this year. And so, yeah, health is really, I think the only thing keeping this team out of the playoffs.
0: All right. Anything more with Arizona? Nope. Think we're good. All right. Let's head to the one team in the Pacific that is not trying to win. That is the Los Angeles Dodgers. They pretty much anyone worth anything on the block. That includes, head high the former first round is there really anything to talk about here with the dodgers
1: uh there's some there's some good outfield pieces here uh that are pretty young um that i think have gone a little bit under the radar i mean bo pilger Pilger looks really nice
0: he's an osa 65 overall guy out of nowhere
1: yeah um ricky nunez another guy that's got kind of sketchy batting profile but with that fielding um could definitely be valuable anywhere. Um, Mike Menefee is still there. Mike
0: Menifee, yeah, I was about to mention Menefee. He's an OSA 60, 65, 55, 50, 50 guy. I mean, that's the issue with Los Angeles, is that Chavez Ravine is not the most hitter-friendly. It's more friendly to lefties than it is righties, but it absolutely chokes triples hitters. It's .78 for triples. Um, so it's not very much of a hitter spark. So you have some of these guys like... Uh, Nunez or Pilger that have a palindrome profile doesn't really work for them, which is where I'm interested to see how someone like Edwin Matheson plays because uh, Jimenez, Ernesto Jimenez played his entire career in Los Angeles. He was a 500 home run guy and Edwin Matheson, his batting profile reminds me so much of Jimenez and Matheson OPS 683 in the, in the, in spring training, he's going to stick on major league rocks because they don't have anyone else to, to fill that spot. So can you guys see Matheson pretty much following up what Jimenez did, his career in
3: Los Angeles? Well, I, uh, I like a lot of what I see in the Dodgers, quite frankly. I mean, not necessarily for this season, but moving forward, they've got this first baseman, Bryce Davis, who I think looks uber studly. Um, I like Menifee. I think some of these guys should probably go. Um, Menifee should probably go. I think Pilger you could keep and try to build around. Um, If Mike Neldon has value, and he probably does, he could probably go. Um, But yeah, I don't see a lot of problems here. Um, And I sort of like this farm. Uh, I love Cameron Smith. I love Ben Miller, so I don't have a lot of complaints. I mean, I think the future is bright for the Dodgers. Uh, it's interesting to watch the Dodgers go through this full-fledged rebuild. Uh, I don't know that it's interesting this year, but I hope he's able to trade some of these pieces because uh, I think it looks pretty neat. I like what he's done. So.
1: Yeah, I think if you can get some guys out like Neldon, Menifee, uh, get high out of there. Um, I mean, Matheson looks really great as a second baseman uh, to, to pair with Ariaga, who he got back when he traded at Romer and uh, Lazenby. Um, so that's a really good middle infield there to build around. Like you said, there's those uh, two pitching prospects. Um, one of their names, Miller and Smith. Yep. Both looking really good.
3: You both got, of them uh, are left-handed. Like, they just seem super sexy.
1: Oh, I like them a lot. That's great. Tavares coming up to man third base, possibly, or uh, you know, if you got someone there, you can stick him, stick him at uh, first base. I don't know. A um, lot of good young pieces, and if those two pitchers come up, um, LA should be LA should have some money to spend and uh, build around those guys. And I think they got a little good, lot of good foundational pieces here. They can just they, ship they out some of those older guys. Cases.
0: Is this team going to be competitive before the turn of the uh, before the turn of the decade?
1: Yeah, I think a few years is, isn't out of the question for them to start, you know, building up a decent team. Um, Miller and Smith are on the right side of 20; could be decent young pitchers at that point. They got some good young fielders. I, I think by 2028, 2029, you can see the some young Dodgers making a making a big wave.
0: Yeah, I I hate seeing the Dodgers non-competitive because they were competitive for pretty much the first 20 years of the century.
3: Oh, absolutely.
0: In 2024-2025, they fell below 60 wins. That was the first time since uh, 1990 the Dodgers fell below 70 wins.
3: I, uh, I think that I agree with what Ben said. The, uh, the, only, other, the, the only other thing that I would add is, and, and I haven't looked in a while, but unless things have changed with the Dodgers losing, they always have really healthy budgets. And Mike is not afraid to go and spend money in free agency. No, never. And it's so, funny
0: because there have always been two LA teams, one that's never afraid to spend in free agency and one that is. I've never spent in free agency. I've always acquired guys via trade. And Mike has always made the free agent splashes.
3: He uh, And so if there is something that he needs, Mike is not afraid to go and spend money and make a splash. He always seems to have money and... So there's a future where half the rotation and half the starting lineup all makes the minimum, and there's going to be a lot of money left over uh, that you can go and, and, and spend it on the rest of that team. And so, uh, I mean, I agree with what Ben said, but I always feel like the Dodgers have a healthy budget, and Mike's not afraid to spend it. So, yeah, beyond that, that's all I got.
0: All right. Anything more to mention about the Dodgers?
3: i good. All right,
0: let's predict the West. I will start here. And we're going to have Ben follow up because we're both the West GMs. I'm going to start, and I'm going to, as much as this pains me to say, I think Arizona ends up winning the Pacific around 95 games. Followed by Seattle, then Vegas, then San Francisco, San Diego, California, Oakland, L.A.
2: I am going to go
1: same at the top with Arizona. I think that um, a lot has to go wrong for them not to win the division. they got a really good squad. Um, I'll take Seattle second as well. Um, as much as I think that the Seattle lost this offseason, um, Dustin's going to replace from within, and I think that they just got some stuff figured out there.
0: The same um, way I was with Brandon when, when Ponds retired. I, I do not bet against the New York Mets, and I don't bet against the Seattle Mariners.
1: Yeah, so many times I've, I've looked at the team and I'm like, well, that looks a lot weaker than it did. And then um,
0: they end up winning 95 games out of nowhere.
1: Yeah, they're, they're a 90-team 90, 90 win for sure. Um, I'll take the Padres in third because um, we're going exactly. the playoffs. Um, very close, though. Um, take the Knights in fourth. Um, I think they have a very good team as well. So um, I think that'll be another tight race where uh, we're going to have some fun games in September. I'll take the A's in fifth. I think they added a bunch of good pieces in the off season, and they got a pretty good rotation. Um, I go Giants sixth, um, and then hmm, Angels seventh, Dodgers eighth.
3: Okay, I wrote down L.A. in eighth, and then I wrote down California in seventh, and then I drew a line. Because I think that's sort of the 500 line. I think those are the only two teams in this division that finished below 500. Um, and then you have the six teams above that line. And I don't know how you really keep any of these teams out of the playoffs because they're all pretty darn good teams. I think um, I'm going to take I'm going to take Arizona in first, San Diego in second, Seattle in third. Oakland in fourth, Vegas in fifth, San Fran in sixth, and then California, LA. I think this is the year LV's pitching doesn't work, and I don't think that it's good that they lost Vaughn for Benavides and are going to play Murdoch at second. Um, I'm, San Fran just can't stay healthy, and I like what Oakland added this year, so I'm going to give Andy the benefit of the doubt so I put him in fourth. Um. But I'll take Arizona, San Diego, Seattle. The last time Arizona won the Pacific. 2007? Who was, who was the GM Ben Diego? Do you remember? Do you even know? Is it I
1: would fair- not have any clue.
3: Is, is it fair to ask Ben this question? That's the question. Probably not. He was not a GM here. It was Eric Kaiser. It was Eric was the last GM to lead the Diamondbacks. Two, it was the, 2007, correct? Yep. Or eight, something like It was the year before like the Angels started a seven-year reign. It was 2007, 2008, somewhere in there. And yeah. on
0: a similar note, I will ask you, how many times in the 25 years of arrival of the Angels, which, by the way, does not seem correct, how many times did the Angels finish below fifth place?
3: Sixth below and three. F- below fifth? Oh. I don't know, five?
0: Ben, any guesses? Uh, once.
2: Twice. 7th in 2017,
0: 6th in 2018, that's it. Fifth or better every other year.
3: Yeah, I think this is the third year.
0: I would not be surprised. I will admit that. All right, let's guess awards, and let's call it a day for the
3: West. Um, I've already named my West Rookie of the Year. Yeah, I already named mine, too. I'm going to take the guy for uh, Chicago, Vinny Cortez. Um, I named Sezgin. Ben, it's your
0: guess.
1: Oh, geez. I didn't do my rookie homework.
0: (laughs) tough to do the rookie homework. That's easily the hardest.
1: Yeah, I don't have a rookie of the year pick right now. We'll, we'll come
0: back to you. Let's let, uh, take a look at that.
3: Uh, Trent, what about West? Pitcher of the year. Pitcher of the year? I think I'm going to take Tovar. I have San Diego finishing second. I think Tovar's got one more award in him. Goes back to being good, excellent pitcher of the year award-winning Sergio Tovar.
0: I'm going to go a little off the wall because I'm not even sure Are he's the second best pitcher on this team. I think he might be the third best pitcher on this team. Give me Justin Fields. Ooh. Okay.
4: I say 65,
0: 65, 65. I could have a year in which that BABIP drops to like 290. That ERA drops to two and a half. And that, sh- that strikeout for nine raises to 10 and a half. I could easily see a year in that Fields has a seven war or something like that.
3: Mm-hmm. Makes sense to me. Ben.
1: All right. I got my rookie of the year. Um, I'm going with uh the other Alex Rivera out in Seattle.
3: Yeah. Uh, Ooh, that's a good pick.
1: Uh he's Tarquini two He's playing on a good team. He's gonna get plenty of counting stats and he's he's gonna be great. Pitcher of the year. Um pitcher of the year. Um it's a tough one. I think I'm gonna I'm gonna double down on Cesar Vasquez. Um because I think his stuff just keeps getting better.
4: You
0: um, can see that.
1: And he just plays in a good park. And, you know, I think he's going to double down again this year. Still young. Going to get better. So, go with him for my pitcher of the year.
0: Uh, ben, who's your closer that, that matters for this next award? It's not Salinas. It Which is disappointing. Because Salinas would be my reliever of the year. Um I, so, I was at, so, I actually thought Miguel Alicia had a C- CEI, which he did not. He's just always hurt. He had a torn UCL where he missed 13, 14 months. Give me Miguel Alicia for reliever of the year. Mm. He's currently slotted his closer. Mind you, it wouldn't surprise me he only pitches five innings this year. But give me Miguel Alicia, reliever of the year.
3: Fair enough.
1: Uh, I can go. Um, I'll take Mario Godinez to finally break through and win one. uh, Because he's just been really good for Colorado. I think it's going to be another really good team.
0: I know he pitches in
1: cores, but he's just been unreal.
2: What's up?
0: You know who drafted Godinez?
2: You.
3: Uh, That would be you.
0: He was sent to Vegas in the DLC deal.
3: Ooh. He was sent to Vegas in the DLC deal. Yep. Uh, I'll take Green because, you know, I'll be that guy. Um, But I'll give you another name since I took Green. I think if the Cubs turned Verdon into a closer, he could be really good. I can absolutely see that.
0: Verdon could win the next five Relief of the Year awards, and it would not surprise me.
3: So he's really good, too. So I gave you two. Um, All right. Leaves, position player of the year. Uh, I think I'll take Caleb Austin. Um, if there's really more in that bat, and Arizona's gonna be the best team in the West, um, then I think Austin's gonna have to be the guy that leads him there. And given that that's the case, I'll take him for position player of the year. Let's end. take the assumption that a Colorado player
0: cannot win it. We're we're gonna <laughs> say that Cause if the Colorado player can win it, then Encarnacion Tejeda obvious guesses well let's say that one of them cannot win it ben who do you have
1: um i'll go a little out of the box and i'll take scott beady to mm-hmm. go a little crazy this year i was looking at sandoval for a little bit and he's going to dh this year so that might count him down a little bit for some war and hurt him in some boats um scott b is going to be in a really good lineup he's got a bunch of really good contact players in front of him and so i think he's going to just drive in a ton of runs and score a bunch himself a really good team. And
0: I will take a guy that I have hated for the last four years. I believe it was two years ago that I said, if not now, when? And that man is Elijah Holt in Vegas. He set a career high last year in home runs. He led the league in triples. He pretty much set career highs and everything last year with an 850 OPS. I can very easily see that getting to 950. Uh, that would not surprise me whatsoever, considering his batting last year was even at career, uh, career norms at 3.30. Uh, so give me Elijah Holt, who has not missed a start in his four years in Sky. 156 games played, 156 games starting in each of his four years in Sky for the man out of Manalapan Township, New Jersey. Wow. Any other words from, uh, from Ben Diego or Philadelphia Trent?
3: No, I'm fine. Thanks, Ben, for joining us.
0: Thank you very much.
3: Glad to be here. It was a great
1: time.
0: For Ben on Philadelphia Trent, I am Jay. Thank you for joining us for this three-hour, 20-minute, 2026 West Season Preview. We will see you tomorrow for the East Season Preview with another Mystery GM. I will see all of you guys in Slack.